Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 2, Episode 2, titled All-Star Snatch Game. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two mediocre co-hosts. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot, say venti soy chai tea latte child's temp, to Taylor the Latte Boy. Um, it is pumpkin spice latte season. Thank you very much. I'm not a 50-year-old woman. <laughs> Like you don't, wear, you, like, you don't wear like scarves. Ugg, yeah. You don't wear UGG boots and have a vision yeah. board someplace yeah, that you like to. <laughs> Ooh, so cold! Like, it's eighty-two degrees. Oh, oh, oh it's so warming! It's so warming. Pumpkin spice. Oh yeah. We need to go apple picking in Vermont. Do people really do that in Vermont? I mean, that, like, I don't know. I'm Mexican. The last thing my people want to do is pick fruit. And from the podcast Dubious Intent, give a warm Yo Adrian to Daniel Gay Brewer. <laughs> Banter. <laughs> uh, here's, right, first of all, let me correct the things that are wrong here. Uh, uh, they pick apples in Connecticut. Hello, where I'm from. Uh, yeah, you can go out to many of our fine orchards here in the fall and, uh, pick from a wide varietal of apples out in our orchards and they're delicious. So in Vermont, do they pick Ben and Jerry's pints off the trees? <laughs> they do. Vermont. I want to move to Vermont. Vermont. They pick Ben and Jerry's off of trees, and they uh, in 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 uh, shit. What am I trying to say? Uh, socialist. Uh, 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 damn it! I screwed that joke wow. up. What was Bernie Sanders? Bernie Sanders is a something like a Democratic socialist or something like that. I don't know. I forget the name. Wow, that was my All fail. Those fourteen-year-olds are really glad that, <laughs> so that was my this show. Now. Hey, <laughs> hey, kids! Welcome to Rupaj Drag Race. Um. No, and I, you guys said something else in the intro that, I, oh, PSL. Remember when they caught, they tried to make pumpkin space latte like PSL, like tried to make it cool last season and it they just failed? They do it now. When you, when you open the door, that's the, the, on the, on, at least down here, it says hashtag PSL. All right. Any corporation that, any corporation that starts things with a hashtag. Uh, Tyler H. <laughs> no, I mean, people, people can do it. I'm talking about like on like on CBS, yeah, like they're on the middle of their show. People. But in the middle of their show where they're like trying to say like, you know, hashtag RuPaul's best friend race. It's like nobody uses that shit. Or hashtag pickpeak.com. Right, correct. Because hashtag that we, we Taylor, we, don't we, make fun of our sponsor. I'm not making fun of our sponsor. I'm making fun of us for yes, using hashtags. We didn't, too. we didn't use hashtag for it, did we? And we're not a corporation. We are not. We are, well, we're three individual uh, yeah. corporations, but that's, is really complicated and, uh, it involves math. Anyway, uh, go ahead, Joe Tance. I don't know what I'm saying. This week, a door walked out a door and off the show. The girls played a couple rounds of Snatch Game. Fifi was up to her old tricks. Roxy changed her mind. Raven and Jujubee threw Tatiana off her game, and Katya relished her moment of power. Alaska and Katya were in the top two, while Roxy, Detox, and Tatiana were in the bottom three. Alaska conquered the lip sync and swore to make her decision based on the numbers rather than fealty to Alaska talks. But in the end, it was Tatiana who was sent packing her bags. Ladies, any initial thoughts on the episode? Daniel. Uh, I, oh, I miss Tatiana already. Too soon, too soon. Um, yeah, I don't think it was, uh, as, you know, I've, I've heard this a lot, you know, the Alaska talks, whatever. I think. There was a big conversation in that. And we can talk about this when we get to the uh, the mirror moments. This show was basically that whole conversation about how they were going to judge. And the important yeah. part there was what weight do you put on the runway and what weight do you put on the challenge? And I think you and I aren't really fashion people. And so I believe that you and I kind of watch the show more for the challenge, more for the, you know, are, were they witty in this 
challenge? Did they do a good job in the challenge? More so than did they wear a really nice dress down the runway? I think they're the exact opposite. I think, you know, if you wait it the exact opposite, if you wait the runway more than the challenge, then it made sense for, uh, for Tatiana to go home, sadly. And, uh, leave, I wish I had a sheet to put over my head. Leave a door alone! Leave her alone! Quit picking on her! Table of Latte Boy? This was probably one of my least favorite snatch games that's ever been done. That, that's really kind of my first thought on it, that I didn't enjoy it as much as I was looking forward to, considering it was All Stars. Um, that being said, there were a couple of people that knocked it out of the park, but the ratio of people that I expected to knock it out of the park was much smaller. Um, and the adore thing, I'm sure we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but it, no. it <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me, it makes me, it makes me sad too. I, I wish that she had hung out there a little bit longer. Um, and as far as Tatiana, I'm surprised. I really thought that that was going to be somebody that we were going to see for a lot longer. And I, I said she was the dark horse all season. That was my that was my prediction. So to see her go so quickly was a little surprising to me. Very good. It's a brand new day for the queens, and everyone is looking forward to the next challenge, except for one person. I'm still feeling a bit burned from the judges' feedback. I'm feeling sideswiped, and I'm I'm not liking how I'm feeling. Even after RuPaul announces the snatch game as this week's maxi challenge, Adore continues to focus on the negativity she faced. Even though I'm trying to put on a smiley face for the day, um, everything's just processing. And at this point, I'm, I'm just trying to, trying to figure shit out. During a table visit with RuPaul, Adore finally reveals how she's feeling. Why are your eyes all red? Um, I didn't expect, I just didn't expect it to be like this, I think. I'm thinking of going home. Of tapping out? I think so. How awesome would it be if they were actually playing that music while she was talking? Like they actually brought in like a little four-speed corset thing back there. Sorry. We were like, excuse me. This is very serious right now. Why? I think the critiques last night and just like the vibes. You felt they were extra harsh? Yeah, I did. The adore thing is the flannel and the fucking riot girl and grunge inspired 90s movement kind of thing. And, and uh, it's such a sensitive subject for me to work with hundreds of queens that don't get it. And then to come back here and I feel like Michelle does not take me seriously. What? I believe in... What? I'm sorry. This is a very long clip. So This is a very uh, long clip. We agreed to like interrupt this. But like... What are your initial thoughts right now when you're watching this, Taylor? My initial thoughts were that RuPaul has clearly been in counseling before. And RuPaul likes to fancy herself the, the counselor for these girls. Some of the things that she says during this, and some of the things, especially later on, where she, um, she talks about, you know, giving into the self-destructive or the, you know, not paying attention to what you want to do as far as propel your brand or whatever the hell it is. We're going to hear it in a couple seconds. It, it sounds very much like something that I would do with a client. Where oh, I kind of is, point point right. out sort of things. And even the thing, I, I get the whole, you know, I can't help but notice your eyes are red. Or she goes, you know, your eyes look a little red right now. I said lines – well, not lines. It's an observation. I've said observations like that in sessions with clients where where their eyes get kind of glossy. And it's a surefire way when you point out something like that to get somebody to cry. 
it really is something where if you've got somebody that's right on the edge and they're trying to, but you know, as part of my job as a therapist is to try to get them to express those emotions. And a lot of times I will say something like, I, I, I can't help but notice your eyes are a little red Except right now. Now, sometimes, case, in Except in Taylor's case, he says it with a can of mace, like in his It's like, I can't help but no, notice no, your eyes say, are puppy. Shh, crap or, it. Or I have occasionally said, I can't help but notice your eyes are glossy. When was the last time you smoked marijuana? I have had to say that before. And often the answer is right before I came in here. But that's a whole other category of people. But well, with, with Daniel, as he's doing the show. <laughs> right. <exactly. laughs> but it's it's a... That's kind of what, when I was watching this, I was thinking she's trying, she's, she's thinking she's a therapist right now. Oh, you see, again, as a, uh, as a follower of the Course in Miracles and also knowing that RuPaul is a practitioner of the Course in Miracles, uh, it sounded very much like Course in Miracles type language. And for those of us who don't know, what is Course in Miracles? The Course in Miracles is a, like, a, it's like a, a new agey spiritual, Thing and it it marries uh, psychotherapy with like Eastern religion using Christian Christian principles, not principle like language, using Christian language to marry like um, Eastern philosophy with psychotherapy. Yeah, so, well, uh, yeah, that's kind yeah. of what I'm saying. I mean, there's definitely yeah. when RuPaul talks about things, she she definitely speaks of it from a not, not only that that counseling piece, but also as like an inspirational speaker sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. right, it, she doesn't use she saying. doesn't use the negative. She doesn't say like you shouldn't do this. She's just like I think if you do this, then you are going to go down this path. In other words, it's it's even though she's giving her a negative consequence, she's not using negative words to convey it. It's yeah, a, but it's that inner saboteur very, thing that's coming up is very like Eckhart Tolle, Mary yeah. Williamson stuff. Okay, yeah, C- continue, Daniel. How much did you pull this whole clip? Beauty in a denim jacket and barefoot. I love all forms of drag. Of course. But if you're saying that because of the critiques on the main stage are the reason you're tapping out, is that enough to tap out for? Right. I feel like you are being sabotaged by your inner saboteur. I look really dramatic right now, but uh, it means a lot to me to just stick to my guns. I, I know how hard it took for me to gain that confidence and that, that uh, and own my stardom like you taught me how to. What you're doing sounds like the opposite of, of confidence. Confidence means you'll weather the storm no matter what. I just know that you're stronger than this and I feel that you're making this decision based on fear. The idea of tapping out and not sticking it through what do you think that says to your young fans? I've taken what you've given me and, and I've, I've built a career off of my aesthetic and um, that speaks to them all. I disagree with that. She built a career off of her voice, off her talent. It's yeah, like, that's the way oh, she sees yeah. it. Also, like, again, we'll talk about this in a second. I don't think quitting is a, like her. I don't know. Go ahead. But yeah, you know what? I mean, I don't understand the hate for it. It's just like, you know, I, I love Adora. I think she's great. And if, yeah, I think we all agree she's. Probably shouldn't have been there to start with. So it's like, right. I, I'm so willing to cut her slack on this. It's just like, you know, it's a, it's a, this isn't some unknown queen. This is a door, Delano. We know her. She's family. Yeah. But, and I said this on my uh, solo show, it's, she, it, I, I understand the whole getting there and not, oh, yeah, oh, shit. But then you just stick to it and you're going to get booted. Or I, tell the girls to boot you. Yeah. But I understand that. But I also understood what she was, oh, let's just keep going. Cause I mean, what, what I, you've, Pulled the whole clip with Michelle too, and I think that there's there's language in there that that I wanted. Well, to... the, I, I want to talk about the Michelle clip. That's okay. what after we play it or while we're playing it, because okay, that's well, a whole see. other ball of wax. But I think okay, I, I'd like to say something real sure, quick, and that's sure. just that 
ultimately, they're both right. Both RuPaul and Adore in the situation are right. Some of the stuff that RuPaul was saying was very right. But ultimately, and this is something that I have to learn with as a therapist working with my clients, I'm not in their head. I can provide them with information. I can provide them with options. I can help them to kind of see, okay, you got two paths you can go down. But ultimately, we don't know what is actually going on in a door's head during this. And yeah. she may not be necessarily thinking right, but it's not up to us to say whether or not how she's thinking is right or not. All we can do is try to, all we could try to do if we were there is try to support her and say, well, you have to do what you feel is best. I don't agree with it, but it's, it's, it's not my life. It's your life. Right. On social media, there was some critiques made about my drag aesthetic. And, um, I tried to kind of like, you know, zhuzh it up in the meet and greet one of the fans came up to me and she was upset she was just like you looked so uncomfortable and i know you did this because of this and um just know that what you do is why uh, we dress up like you and there's no one like you right now and to hear them say how much it means that's all running through my head you know you are loved here and I want you to stay. I feel that you will live to regret this. And that's your prerogative. I am so forever grateful. And I love you like a fucking family member. You've changed my world. I have to go. Is there anything I could say to you that would make you change your mind? Is there anything in the world? Because I'll say it. I feel really confused. I'd like for you to talk to Michelle because I know what she said <laughs> on the main stage <laughs> is right here. part of this. I respect whatever decision you make. I'm so sorry. Well, let me give you some love. It's so funny when you can hear I want the you to go and talk to Michelle them. so you can resolve that, okay? All right, I love you, kiddo. Thank you. All right. All right, it's done. It, it's so funny when you can hear what? The switch from RuPaul the friend to RuPaul the producer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But we'll talk about that in a bit later. Michelle rushes to the studio to try to save the day. Tell me what's going on. Tell me why. Because you're a bitch. This is for me. Because. You're a bit harsh, girl. Listen. But it didn't seem constructive. It felt like let's let's... Let's like, take of, her down a notch? Yeah. If you thought it was personal, absolutely not. I thought it was personal. No. It sounded personal. Yeah. Absolutely not. I wanted to throw up my soul. What did you think you were going to come into? You know that everything I say is not for me to be a bitch. It's for me to push you and push you and push you. I want to see you in 20 years like RuPaul. I want to see that. We've talked about your drag aesthetic. We've had many arguments about it. I'm pushing you to do something, yeah, okay, off-brand maybe, or something you wouldn't do mm. normally. While we are here to celebrate all that makes you different, it's still a competition. I also don't want you to think that I am being a brat or unappreciative. The reason why I get so emotional is because I do care about you. And going back to getting judged by you, the dynamic is completely different. It is. It's fucking with me. Again, I get I that part, actually. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think I had said that in the last, didn't I? Did I say that? No, I think I said that to somebody over over lunch last week. Is like, yeah, but let me finish this clip and then we'll then we'll 
apologize if it came out harsher than it was intended. I'm apologizing to you in front of fucking cameras. I don't even apologize to my children. It makes not, me sad. I know. It makes me sad. I'm not even like myself. I'm not Eeyore. Like, I'm sick of it. Like, I'm like walking around with puffy ass fucking eyes, like trying to smile and shit, looking like a fucking swollen baby. Tomorrow's, you're so stupid. Tomorrow's another day. I don't want you to wake up tomorrow morning and go, what did I do? And that's a possibility. I don't want to put Michelle or myself in a position to where either one of us have to compromise. This is her job. She's a judge. I'd be damned if I go down that runway and her look at me and be like, fuck, I got to take it easy because she's the Chiona. There's a part of me that's saying like, can I stick it out? Is that me? Um... Are we talking about it, or, we, or do you want to do? Yeah, the last Taylor's gonna have a lot to say. Taylor, what did you have to say about Michelle's talk with the door? First of all, take off your fucking sunglasses. You're having a heart-to-heart conversation <laughs> with somebody. Make make eye contact. I mean, but, for Christ's sake, Michelle. I get that you're outside, Michelle. Right, yes. Taylor. Oh. <laughs> so I, the I felt as though that Michelle really kind of didn't hear anything she was saying. I think with statements like I'm apologizing to you in front of cameras. I don't apologize to my children. Yeah. That, also that saying seems- I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't uh, being personal with those attacks. I was pushing you. It's like, well, no pushing you involves like giving them some kind of criticism, you know, some kind of construction. Like, and, I don't want you to do this. I want you to do that. That's pushing. What you're saying is like, I yeah. hate your hair. I hate your thing. I hate everything about you. Oh, and don't tell me you're fat. I know you're fat. I don't want to hear it. Right. But, you know, I get that you have a dra- – anytime you say, I understand that you feel like you have a drag aesthetic or whatever it is that right. she says, but anytime right. when you're apologizing to somebody and you say but, yeah. you're pretty much going fuck off. You're saying fuck off. That that That's my personal – Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. And I, the it just felt very it, – it, it, I – you know, I love Michelle Visage. She's she's somebody that I always look forward to seeing every season, but this I kind of lost a little bit of respect for her. And I still I still love her normally, but in this particular situation, because ultimately one thing that the, she talked about or one thing that Adore talked about as far as this, I don't want it where I walk down the runway and she feels like she has to right, take it easy. kind of edit what she's going to say to me. One person that she talked into, they didn't talk about or one group of people they didn't talk about is the other contestants. Because if at this point, if Adore, whether Adore deserved it or not, started getting more positive feedback and like, you were great, you nailed it, that kind of thing, that would eventually not only the other contestants may possibly turn against her, but the audience might turn against Well, the only reason she's saying that now is because, you know, that she's afraid that she's going to get, she's going to get hate mail. So I feel like at this point, once Adore made the decision to possibly leave or stated out loud, I want to go, she kind of was, she kind of backed herself into a corner. Yeah, and I think at this yeah, point there was a no-win situation for right. that. Right. I think once Rue said, "Oh, you need to call talk to Michelle." Like if it had just stayed between Adore and Rue and Rue had managed her to to convince her to stay, then I don't think any no harm no foul, right? Cuz that wasn't the, but I think you're absolutely right. Once Michelle Visage came into the equation, if Adore didn't stick to her guns at that point, the the blowback could have been worse cuz it could have yeah. been could have been, "Oh, well now if she has anything nice to say about my look, it's going to be, oh, well, yeah, you cried and you like, you know, RuPaul had to call her and drag her, her ass up here at 10 a.m. because, you know, when she wasn't scheduled to work because you were having a meltdown. So, of course, she's going to be nice to you. And uh, I don't think there was ever a chance anyone ever thought Adore was staying. I think we all know that the, the episode before, you know, Adore shut down production for a couple hours. I don't, know, I don't think we it, all know that. Oh, 
I think, hey, I think, I think shut you, down production for a couple hours. I think you read that before. some, you read a rumor about that somewhere, but not, none of us know that. Oh, I think it's, it, I think, I mean, she clearly did. I mean, there, that's something else that's going to happen is they're going to, is they're going to shut, she's going to be like, fuck this. And then the producers begged her to stay. And then we, she did say that she was going to quit. So she did a periscope the night of the show aired. This episode aired in it. She said that she was originally going to quit during the lip sync. Okay. Well, she was just going to say like, you know, I'm, I'm give, don't, don't send anyone home. I'm going home. So if, uh, yeah, if we're going to bring, talked her out of that. Yeah. If we're, if we're bringing in the periscope, it, you know, it wasn't Michelle Visage as much as it, it was Raymond Simonier. who's was like, cause without saying it, she basically said, here's this D list fucking actress <laughs> telling me that I'm not doing drag correctly. Who the fuck is she? I've made a lot of money doing drag. It's like, who the fuck, is, you know, this, this per- person hasn't done anything for 20 years. It's just like, uh, I don't know about that part, but she did say that Raven said something very, very cruel. She wouldn't say what. Right. And, and she said, he's like, who the hell are you to say that? You know, she, that's what I'm saying. It's like the implication was, Oh, whoa, whoa, you're coming after my, who are you? You're like, you know, you're a D list actress that hasn't done anything in in a very long time. You know, Adora said she's very close to the people at the production, you know, whether it be World of Wonder, probably is World of Wonder, and they're like family. And I think the greatest gift Adora gave them is because Adora could have left in the middle of the night or, the morning, not gone on the show. I think the greatest gift she gave them was, I'm going to quit during the show. And it gave them a stellar episode. And I think they all knew, like, okay, that, you know, that might have even been a discussion. Just quit on the show. Make, give us an episode out of it. I, I will agree with that. I mean, if you watch the shows as many times as we watch them to, to put these things together, you know, the last time I watched it, which I think was my third time watching it, I specifically paid attention to what stages of dress people were in when she was being talked to by Rue in the workroom and what stages of dress people were in when she had the big group hug with them. And it appears as though the sequence of events was uh, a door talks to RuPaul. RuPaul says, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes and says goodbye to the queens because they're pretty much in the same state of dress that they were when she was in the workroom with RuPaul. And then went outside and did the Michelle thing. And that was, it was already a foregone conclusion at that point in time. Right. Otherwise you have to believe that all those Queens sat there in that room, not doing anything, waiting for her to come back in and say something to them while Michelle talked to her or whatever. Taylor, what are your thoughts? I want your thoughts, Taylor. I, well, as far as that goes, as far as the timeline or just in general, probably just in general. Yeah. Let's close, let's close, let's close a door. On this topic, I love Adora Delano. I that was a hard, hard fought love, as we've talked about before. I really didn't like her in the beginning of her season, and then I just, I just really loved her. And I love Michelle Visage, and I, it was, it, it was very hard to watch that. The, the 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 stuff about the girl coming up to her and saying you looked uncomfortable up there, whether or not that's an actual story, whether or not that's true, it still was, you know, I I get it. I get it. It just sucks for us, the, us, the viewers, because I think we would have, en- I would have enjoyed seeing what else Adora did throughout the season. Yeah. And she probably, and I don't think she would have won. I think she probably would have been eliminated at some point, but it would be fun. It was, it would have been fun to watch her. No, I agree. And I, I think it was, it, it's sad for her to go. I don't understand why people are so angry with her leaving like this, uh, this numb nuts that you were on the radio with this Sergio guy, uh, who was just like, you know, dance, monkey, dance. How dare you leave my little cage? Get back in there. I want to see you bleed. You know, that kind of thing. It's like, you know what? This is all stars. These are, these are people we actually care about. We've seen them on their seasons before. 
And it's like, so it's not just some random queen off the street, right? It's not a, uh, who was the first person to leave last season? It's not a, it's not a Dax, right? Dax exclamation point. This is, this is Adora Delano. We went through an entire season. We know her. And it's like, we feel bad for her. And yeah, okay. It's sad that she's leaving, but I'm not mad at her for it. But that being said, uh, not to go back to what I ranted about last week is we do have to judge it regardless of what we feel about what we know about their characters. We have to judge it based on what we're seeing. Um, you know, and if a door is going to leave, then we're evaluating the show. And I think someone has a right or to say that I believe this isn't this, this. No, they do, and, but I don't believe they have a right to just be so angry with her. It's like it's just a show. She left. All right, she left. Have you heard yourself talking about Ginger Minj? <laughs> Sadly, Ginger hasn't left. <laughs> I know. She's and you know what? Again. Much like RuPaul and Dory, you're both right there. Yeah. And let's. Uh, so has everyone looked? Let's let's close the book on this. Uh, Daniel, have you said everything you want to say about Adore Delano's departure and Adore Delano? I love you, Adore. Like, like she actually listens. I love you, Adore. And I'm not mad at you. Halo the Latte Boy. I love you, Adore, and I'm not mad at you either, because I think she does listen. Oh, well, there you go. You're the optimist. <laughs> okay. Before Adore left the show, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce the week's maxi challenge. Ladies, here in Hollywood, all the biggest celebs know that the key to longevity is reinvention. So for this week's maxi challenge, you get to reinvent yourselves all over again. Because it's time for an all-star edition of Snatch Game. Yeah. You know, I forgot to pull the clip, go back and pull the clip, but somebody wrote in and they wanted you, Daniel, to comment on Ginger Minj's comment about Christmas coming early. And she was going to make a joke about obviously Christmas coming. Uh, Was that the, I was trying to figure out what the joke was that she felt like she couldn't make and, uh, it was Christmas coming, really? Yeah. Okay. It was stupid. I knew that. I no, I was scratching my head. I'm like, wait, what? What joke were you not going to make? Well, whoever wrote in, there's your response to Daniel. <laughs> oh, I mean, they well, there's emails. Really we'll get to, we'll get to our email section later. Yeah, Roxy, Alyssa, and Fifi are out for. Red- oh, I'm sorry. It's an all star snatch game, and everyone is attempting to bring their A game. Roxy, Alyssa, and Fifi are out for redemption after their initial snatch game failures, while former winners like Ginger and Tatiana are out to prove their wins were no fluke. The contestants this season were former Drag Race contestants, Raven and Jujube. Here are the drag queens along with their characters. Taylor the Latte Boy, would you do me the honor of reading the drag queen with their respective character? Yes. Ginger Minge was Tammy Faye Baker. Alaska was Mae West. Mm. Katya was, yeah, what? Katya was Bjork. Yay! Jesus Christ, I hate this. <laughs> Fifi was my Aunt Gloria from every family reunion I've ever been to. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Alyssa Edwards was a drag queen pretending to be Joan Crawford. <sighs> she was Lip Synca pretending to be Joan Crawford. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Detox was Nancy Grace, uh, less. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tatiana was Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. Venti Yay! Soy Latte Chai Tea. And Roxy was a mistake. <laughs> she was Alaska. <sighs> wow. Okay. So I, I pulled the top three queens and I pulled uh, the bottom three queens. Alaska brought her A game with her stunning fusion of Mae West and Andrew Dice Clay. 
Moving on, the original blonde bombshell. Mae West is here. Howdy do, Rose. How's my little chickadee? When I'm good, I'm good. But when I'm bad, I get a serious venereal disease. <laughs> Let's go to Mae West. Well, I'm very happy to see they have to go to the clinic. Oh, we got a match. You know, I go to the one on San Vicente and Santa Monica. You know what I mean, Juju B? You've been, I've seen you there a few times. Why do you go there, Mae West? Because after your tenth visit, you get one free. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hmm. Fabulous. All right. You still have one more chance with Mae West. Well, Rue, I gotta say, she probed them with her Tootsie Lou. <laughs> Why don't you come on up and fuck me in the ass sometime? <laughs> <laughs> you don't beat around the bush, do you, Mae? I May beat West? around the bush all the time. What are you talking about? See, that about? was a so much better line than the fuck me in the ass. No, this is, okay, this is, this is gonna come up several times today. And everyone should know, and I don't want to have this argument. Taylor and I have had this argument a million times. You guys can write in and argue with Daniel yourself. He has a solo show this Friday. <sighs> Daniel refuses to watch anything in black and white. That has and nothing not to do. Funny. That has nothing not to do with, with Mae West. Well, how would you see Mae West? She's in black and white. But I know the voice. I mean, it's like I, it's like I know the Mae West character. All I was saying, my only comment there was, "Why don't you come up and fuck me in the ass sometime?" Is a funny comment, <laughs> but it was it was something rehearsed. Whereas. Oh, you don't beat around the bush. Oh, I beat around the bush all the time. It was more off the cuff and really witty, and that was like kind of like that wasn't scripted. So it was like I I just thought that the ending part of that everyone's quoting the beginning part of that statement. I thought the ending part was was funnier. Okay. By the way, I'm taking that where you said, "Will you fuck me in the ass sometime?" and making that my text <laughs> alert every time that you contact me. Well, just I should so come you know. up and fuck me in the ass sometime. Yes, yeah. Daniel, just, yeah. what were your thoughts on Alaska as Mae West? <sighs> I, you know what? I I thought it was okay. I I wasn't. I know that this is where it gets so fucking weird because we're so late in the week and I've already heard your serious satellite radio show one-on-one with Larry Flick. I've heard that, you know, that you talk over there. I heard your solo show this past Friday where you talked about this being next level genius. Next level genius. I don't. Brilliant. I don't think it was next level genius. I mean, I, again, that's just me because I, it, it, I, I got what she was doing. I thought it was funny. I thought it was, I thought she was definitely one of the tops. And, you know, but, it, but I didn't see, I didn't see the next level genius. I didn't see it's the next, frankly, in fairness, Daniel. in fairness, I didn't see the next level genius in any of them. I did. I'm with Taylor on this. This was not one of my favorite snatch games. It's like, as much as I dislike Ginger Minge in season eight, Ginger Minge made me laugh out loud with the, uh, um, with the, uh, uh, what's her name? Adele with the Adele. Adele. Like, where are you from? My house It's like that. I, I, it's like, I, Ginger Minge made me laugh out loud from that one. And, it's and that's like, impressive that she made you laugh in season eight because she was in season seven. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, she, was, she was so good. A year later, you were still laughing I about remembered her. It. I remembered it a year later. No, in Shut season up. seven. Shut. Woo. Um, no, it's like, see, I laughed at those, but I can't. There's nothing in this particular Snatch game that I can wrap my, you know, that I can hang my hat oh, on and go, that was right. a funny line. That I bust, I bust a gut on that line. Well, I'll, I'll get to my opinions last. Taylor. I I thought she was I agreed with you that I thought this was this was the her and Katya were the two that were the ones that you couldn't take your eyes off of because they were funny that that I feel as though that she she committed to it. That's the thing that I think with a lot of them, which we'll talk about, I'm sure at some point you could see there were they were uh, they were wobbly either in the beginning or with the first time that they had they like they laid an egg, whereas with her from the moment she started, I thought that she was super funny. 
and, here, and enjoyed watching it. But here's my question. I, my, wait, my question yeah. to you, Taylor the Latte Boy. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I didn't find them funny. I'm just saying I didn't find them next level genius. That's the, the question. Did you find them to be next level genius or did you, like me, just find them to be funny? Mae West, yes. Bjork, no. Here's the thing with Mae West. She took Mae West. She made it postmodern. She did make, she did, it, it does sound like Andrew, it's not like Mae West doing Andrew Dice Clay with the mm-hmm. like, oh, but she's going, but she's doing it as <laughs> Mae West. That is so, like, if I saw a real comedian doing that, I would laugh. And that, to go back to Daniel's point, I never, I might chuckle at Snatch Game. I was, and this is true for Alyssa too, and we'll get to that, on the floor crying, laughing, gut busting, laughing at Alaska and Alyssa on their, um, Snatch Games. But okay. So anyway, any last words on Alaska? Daniel Taylor? It was fun. No. Okay. Next, Katya iced the competition with her hilarious impression of Bjork. Next, the totally wacky and original Bjork is here. I love your suit. Thank you. It reminds me of the lining of my small intestines. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on down to Bjork. Actually, I think I have the right answer. Okay, you have the I right answer? They remove their testicles. <laughs> oh, the judges say no, Bjork. Oh, I just put mine here. You have testicles? Sometimes I don't understand anything about science. <laughs> Sorry, Bjork, but not a match, darling. Fine. <laughs> Let's move on down to Bjork. I'm very excited because I also said clinic. You said clinic. clinic. Yeah. How many bones do I win? How many bones do you want? (laughs) See you after the show, Bubbles. (laughs) Did you hear that, Bjork? I'm down for anything, especially I'd like to eat her hair. It looks like pastrami. (laughs) Something else looks like pastrami, too. Taylor, what were your thoughts on uh, uh, Katya as Bjork? It was funny. It felt more like it was Katya doing Kristen Wiig doing Bjork than (laughs) actual Bjork. Taylor, can you please play clip 7B? Uh, uh, No, because Taylor doesn't have a soundboard. Perhaps you mean Daniel. Can Daniel play clip 7B? Look, Charles Barkley, I have a magic book. Girl, that's a menu. You never been to the Cheesecake Factory? Look, it's snowing. Charles, do you think people are just trees made of skin? Uh, go on, Taylor. Sorry. Uh, that's that's. But still, it was funny. I, I think funny. that I the, the the comment about the how many bones do I win? How many bones do you want? That kind of it goes back to what you're saying. As far as that was quick, that was mm-hmm. that was awesome. That was a great interaction between the two. Yes. Daniel? No, I, <laughs> I actually laughed more of it listening to it here without the visuals than I did when I watched the show. But, uh, no, I, I, I love Katya. But no, I, I agree. I thought Alaska's comeback there was very funny too. I have a couple of things to say. One, Katya on a periscope said that, um, during the, the filming of Snatch Game, because some people commented that no, the Bjork this, actually was slow. I thought it was during Periscope. What are you talking no, about? No, she oh, it was on the Rook. Yeah, it's on her YouTube yeah, yeah, channel. Rook, yeah. Her Rook. Rook yeah, you're right. Total Rue call, um, if you want. Total Rue call, you're right. And that a light went out and then they had like a half hour or so mm-hmm. of downtime and that people got to like sort of yeah. regroup, I guess. Yep. Now, on Reddit, there was a discussion about what Taylor said that it seems like every time Katya's done Snatch Game, she does a Kristen Wig character. <laughs> so we just listened to Bjork. Play 7C, Daniel. 
This lady is about to spill the beauty beans. Twice a month, I borrow my friend's speedboat and go 180 miles an hour all the way around Mexico to California. Then I rent a compact car and drive directly to Pam and Jan's female-specific barbershop and color house in Phoenix, Arizona. Not many people know this, but I've got a tattoo of decorative buttons going down my chest, so no matter what, I always look like I'm wearing a jacket. Susie Orman, you probably know Portia de Rossi and Ellen DeGeneres. We sure do. We just finished a riveting trip to Home Depot last week. And oh, let me wow. tell you, I said a similar answer. I said vagina. Vagina. Because let me tell you, Rue, the only thing I love more than pinching pennies is, you guessed it, munching carpet. <laughs> do you think it's a fair criticism, Daniel, to say that uh, Katya just sort of lifts impressions from Kristen Wiig for no. Snatch Game? I think. I think... If you look at Kristen Wiig out of character and you look at Brian out of drag, they're very similar looking. I think he can just pull off the same kind of characters that Kristen Wiig can. He's not like lifting her bit wholesale. Like he's, he's not like lifting all of her thing, you know, like he's not like mm-hmm. he didn't say the thing about the power boat and whatever. It's like, had she actually stolen her bit? I would say yes. I think it's just a case of, oh, well, I can get away with doing those same kind of impressions because I'm a similar body type. I have blonde hair and I'm like that size. Daniel? I'm sorry, Taylor? I, I didn't think that she stole the bit per se, but I think that it, it helps when you have somebody that's already done those caricatures and done them well. And you can use that kind of as a right. as a springboard of sorts. Right. So and- I, I'm not saying that she stole the bits. I just think, you know, they, they were both when she did Susie Orman and when she did Bjork. They fit. They fit her style of comedy, her style of the way she does things. Similar, what's what you're saying with Kristen Wiig? Yeah, and but, I think I mean, with her drag queens, like you, you get that Joe when she comes out and does a number, she's not actually singing; she's just lip syncing and trying to look like the person that is singing. So it's like it's natural for a drag queen to you know find something that's been done before and to you know to to. Yeah, but I'm going to compare what you were saying. Alaska completely made a whole new characterization of Mae West. You didn't even stick to the Mae West characterization. She combined it with something else. Katya has a a step ahead because she's just lifted. Yes, the lines are hers, but the characterization is someone else's. Okay. So, well, actually, this is a great segue into this. Alyssa Edwards' impression of Joan Crawford brought Rue to tears. First up, let's listen to actual clips from Mommy Dearest to give you some context. Barbara, please. Please, Barbara. I fought worse monsters than you for years in Hollywood. I know how to win the hard way. Tina! Bring me the axe. No wire hangers! What's wire hangers doing in this closet when I told you no wire hangers ever? Don't fuck with me, fellas! This ain't my first time at the rodeo. Now, here's Alyssa as Faye Dunaway as Joan Crawford. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary Joan Crawford. How are the kids, Joan? Are you deliberately trying to embarrass me in front of these reporters? <laughs> I fought worse monsters for years in Hollywood. Yes, I know. Barbara, please! <laughs> Don't fuck with me, fellas! <laughs> Let's move on to Joan Crawford. What do you say? 
They clean all the wire hangers out of the closets. Wire hangers, Joan? No wire hangers ever! Why? Well, that don't make no kind of sense, but it sure is entertaining. It's just... This ain't my first time. Yes, yes, at the where? At the snatch game. It's so funny on After Buzz TV. I, I hate. I love when people do these mental gymnastics to make their, you know, to bring their confirmation bias to life. But Kenny Harrison of uh, After Buzz TV just does not like Alyssa. So his whole theory is that they edited in Rue's laughing. That Rue could not have thought this was funny, and they just moved. No, one thing I want to say is. RuPaul is a gigantic Mommy Dearest fan. Every season, there is some sort of Mommy Dearest reference that he works into the show. So even whether you think this is funny or not, it's obviously going to play to Ru because Ru loves Mommy Dearest. And oh, But I want to hear your thoughts, Taylor. Uh, I, with the whole time I'm watching it, I'm thinking, she's not quoting Joan Crawford. She's quoting Mommy Dearest yes. and not doing it well. I, you, listening to your solo show, I'm going to pretty much agree with you on something that I think that... When I saw, um, I saw, a couple of years ago, they did a uh, fundraiser for the Gay and Lesbian Film Festival here in Tampa Bay, and they had Hedda Lettuce come and speak uh, and do a commentary to Mommy Dearest, where we all sat in a theater, and she sat with a laser pointer and talked over the film and pointed out certain things and everything. And she said, has anybody here never seen Mommy Dearest? And a couple of people raised their hand, and she goes, the best way to describe Mommy Dearest is Mommy Dearest is a film where Faye Dunaway is the last one in on the joke. And this felt very much like Alyssa was the last one in on the joke. She doesn't understand yes. that when she's, when RuPaul is laughing, it feels very much, even though it's definitely over dramatized as far as the way she's laughing, she's kind of laughing at her and not with her. I agree. Like it's, it's very, it was almost one of these where I didn't quite get why the reaction was so great until you listen to it again, especially compared to the actual the actual audio from the movie is she's not even there's not even a remotely like an accent that she's doing some weird (laughs) drunken slurring or the whole thing is just horrible that being said it's mesmerizing to watch you can't take your eyes off of it yeah it's a train wreck it's like sarah you said that it's or was quoting somebody else that she is an idiot savant and this is one of those idiot savant moments and you're you're laughing at Alyssa. you're not not like Alaska is intentionally saying funny things and making you laugh or the same thing for Katya. She is, she's just reciting things by memory that, like, that she rehearsed that she was supposed to just squeeze in. And it's so weird that you're just laughing. It's just weird. Yeah. Daniel, what do you think? No, well, I, this just further supports my theory that Alyssa Edwards is just a human soundboard. It's just like she, She's so used to going out on stage and doing, you know, lip sync talking and music, you know what I'm saying? So like a lot of queens used to just come out and lip sync a song. And then the Alyssa mm-hmm. Edwards, you know, House of Edwards, what they popularized was the whole coming out. And I, and I didn't say they originated it, but they did popularize the whole coming out, having a whole bunch of spoken stuff that gets lip synced before they do the the dance numbers and then the chitter chat back and forth of them. This all lip synced. So I think this is really just a, a, an extension of Alyssa Edwards act, right? She... <laughs> literally has a soundboard of mommy dearest quotes that she's just saying back randomly. Like she, it would have been funnier to me had she actually had a soundboard on her iPad and it was just pushing the buttons and then lip syncing to the actual quotes. Anyone have any final thoughts on Alaska, Alyssa or uh, Katya? Nope. Okay. Uh, while some of the Queens excelled during the snatch game, others fell flat. 
First, Detox struggled at first with her impersonation of Nancy Grace. This offered Alaska another chance to step in and strut her stuff. All right, let's move on down to Nancy Grace. This just in, I wrote star injections. Star injections. Illegal injections of silicone into the body. You know, I'm black by injection. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of this? Wait, what, what happens to clip 10? And then it says, oh, never mind. I see, I see, I see, I see. Sorry. I'll edit Follow that. along, Dave. I'll edit that out because I... <laughs> Taylor, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I think that there should be a moratorium on Nancy Grace characters for a while. It's just not, I, I, there, there's a certain cadence to the way that she talks that neither her or who did it last season? Who's oh, the one that tried it? Oh, Acid that was Acid Betty. Yeah. Acid Betty. That neither one of them seemed to understand. I mean, she speaks with this, with the Southern draw where she's got the Georgia thing going on. And I, I, maybe it's the way that they have the camera back so far. But if you've ever watched Nancy Grace, she's like three inches from the camera. I mean, she is right up there. And the fact that she's so far back, they just look hunched over. And it's not its not as dramatic as you would want it to be for that character. And it's just not good. It's just not good. But you know in the next season or two, whenever they do Snatch Game, somebody's going to say that, you know, third time's the charm. I'm going to be the one that does Nancy Grace and does Nancy Grace right. Daniel? Which is a statement that most men have never said. <laughs> and it will be Donna Sugar's. Um, no, I, I, you know, I agree. I agree with everything that Taylor just said. It's, it's, I think Carson Kressley has done the best Nancy Grace to date and he's, yes. never, and he's never done it in the snatch game. So it's like, even after last season, when, when Carson Kressley like demonstrated now, granted this was filmed before that aired so that she wouldn't have had a chance to have seen it. So. Well, one of the things I noticed is that whenever detox was doing Nancy Grace talking on her own, it was terrible. But whenever Nancy Grace interacted with another character, it was pretty good. As we'll see next, Tatiana flailed as Ariana Grande, giving Detox a chance to redeem her Nancy Grace impression. All right, Ariana Grande. I put she sang to them. Nice try, but no match. Sorry, Rave. Well, that's what I would have done. Let's hear you sing to them. Huh. The last time I went that high, yeah? one of my dogs died. What did you do to the body? Yes, what did you do with the body? I'm sorry. Yeah. What? What did you do with the Where's body? Where's the body of your dog? Tatiana's missing the mark hardcore. There's no jokes coming out of her mouth, and whatever our jokes are not landing anywhere. Thank you so much. Daniel, you are shaking your head. You have I something am. to say. I am. I, I feel it's unfair to use this clip because her other two Ariana things were spot on. It's just like, uh, they were visual. So was this one. This one was a visual too. She was singing so high you couldn't hear it. It's like during that silence when they played the shade button, she was singing, right? She was mouthing because Aria Grande can do like the, she like bested, uh, Mariah with the whistle tone things like, and the whole licking the donut and I love America, people, places and things, nouns. That was hilarious. Uh, that actually, I like actually laughed out loud when she, when she said nouns. And it was terrible. It was not. It was, it was Ariana Grande. Taylor? Ariana Grande though, that's really the one thing that she has as far as the licking the donut and the I love America. I hate America. Right, kind of stuff, yeah. or I hate it, whatever it is. But, uh, you know, after that, I, I didn't quite get why of all the characters she could have picked. Now, that being said, she looked just like her. I mean, as far as the look goes, she looked great, but it, there has to be a combination of both. You can't just sit there and be, you know, Chad Michaels looked like Cher, but she acted like Cher 
through the whole thing. Yeah, and there's not an Ariana Grande Grande act. Like if you watch the the time that she hosted Saturday Night Live and everything, she actually is very versatile. She doesn't really have a you know she she was doing impressions of other singers on that show. Right. Yeah. I mean she's she's really very funny and very talented. So. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think what we, I think Tatiana was coming from a very season two type snatch game perspective, which is, it was about looking like them. And she probably realized I look just like her. I'll just, uh, shoehorn, uh, the character in, and the impression, and the impression, but it just, it just didn't work. Even though I did hear, I don't remember who said it, but I guess the singing really high did get a laugh, but they took it out of the show to make her look awkward. I can't well, yeah. Who, Cause they like, they put in a shade and sound there, like, like she was just purposely like not doing anything. Yeah, but I guess on set, it actually got a laugh. Um, okay, finally, Roxy changed her character from Sofia Vergara to Alaska, which proved to be a questionable decision. Next, the one and only Alaska 5000. <laughs> Roxy Andrews' total last-minute decision to switch to Alaska. I just have to ask, is that a wig on your head? Uh, if you're not wearing wigs, then you're not doing dress. Girl, even I know that Alaska song is, that's not a wig, this is my hair. The big idea. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Vellante, what were your thoughts? Painful to watch. Yeah. Painful, painful to watch just in that. It, 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 if you're going to do Alaska, that the vocal fry thing, the vocal fry thing is kind of easy to do. And she just screwed that up and she didn't get the lyrics right. And the, uh, the yeah, one mean, thing. yeah, even if you just did the, can I ask you a question? Yeah. yeah. Or you just talk like this. Yeah. You know, that, that would have been, that would have gone a lot further, let alone fucking up the title to one of the songs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just not, not good. Not good. Daniel? No, I agree. Same thing. I, I, clearly the worst performance on the Snatch I don't understand why. It is the yeah. worst performance on the Snatch game. She deserved to be in she the bottom did. three for that performance alone. But we'll get to who should have been in the bottom three later. Uh, back in the workroom while getting ready for the runway, the girls discuss an agreement on a strategy for elimination of now the is bottom three. Oh, shit. I'm yeah. sorry. I stepped all over you. Go ahead, Joe Batanz. Uh, there's, a, there's a static coming out somewhere. I can't tell if it's me or if one of you guys has your cell phone too close to your mic. My cell phone's in another room. Okay. My cell phone has been over here the whole time. Got it. I will shut it off. Nope, we're good. We're good. We're good. It was probably me. Okay. Go ahead. While getting ready for the runway, the girls discuss an agreement on a strategy for elimination of the bottom queens. So not editing that out. Now, is it whoever's weakest in the challenge or challenge plus runway or challenge divided by runway times two? Whoever accumulates the most points. All right. It's nice. It's an accumulative contest. But that's a really good question. What factor does the runway play? If it's a tie, you got to break it with the runway. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's fair. Yeah, they cut out the whole, like, their decision on whether the runway was more important or the uh, the, the challenge was. They just, like, suddenly it was like the question was asked and then suddenly like, oh, yeah, we all agree. It was like, wait, oh, what was I the feel, answer? What was the answer? I feel someone's building a case. No, 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 no. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> No, I, it, they, to me, that's just an observation that is like different people put different weights on different things. It's like as non-fashion forward people, I feel, well, let me just say, I'll just say it from my perspective. As a non-fashion forward person, I don't put a lot of emphasis on the runway looks as much as I do on the challenge. So. Taylor, what were your thoughts on this? I think that I like the fact that at least this early in, they're all trying to work together to figure out who's going to 
be the one that gets voted off. I think that, I think that's going to eventually bite somebody in the ass. And I think we're going to see that pretty quickly. Um, one thing that we didn't talk about in the very beginning of the episode was the fact that they asked, um, uh, Tatiana who she would have voted off and she showed that it was Coco. And I hope that that's something that they do every week to see if it's, if that continues. Cause I'll be curious. That'll be when it bites somebody in the ass when they say, you know, okay, we're going to go for the one that clearly had the lowest, you know, the lowest. Yeah. score or whatever and then you pull out the your nemesis you pull out their lipstick or something that'll be when the claws come out daniel any further thoughts on this nope why, why are you so quiet today daniel what do you mean i'm not quiet at all I've, I've interrupted poor taylor like three times i actually think you know there's been a lot of hate online for uh, alaska uh, eliminating tatiana and they're always like i don't know blah blah blah, blah and they say all this stuff but I think if you listen to that clip, it explains her entire logic uh, right there. It's laid out no, for I, you. That, that was my, no, that was my point. It only explains her logic if the missing piece of the conversation was, well, the runway's worth more than the competition. Well, let's see. We'll discuss this when we get to the runway. Well, someone needs to get the villain edit, and it looks like Fifi is carrying the mantle once again. First up, Fifi offers some honest critiques to uh, Roxy and Alyssa about their Snatch Game characters. Can I be honest with you? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> um, I think your Jim Crawford is more like, it's to you. <laughs> I don't want you like offended by what I said. Oh, I just, well, I'm not offended. Okay, I'm just saying like, no. you sounded like Alyssa. So. I'm definitely noticing working with Fifi. She's very strategic in this competition. She's dropping little comments, I think in an effort to make us a little insecure. I'm really worried about your Sophia. You what? I'm worried about your Sophia. You are? And all honesty, yeah. Because your Spanish accent needs to be way thicker. Are you sure? I'm second guessing this accent. You have to get the perfect. I am totally getting in my head about it. I'm thinking I am going to change my character completely. Don't do it. Next, Fifi steps in with her perspective on the ultimate goal of the competition. Do you guys think it's worth winning the lip sync in a tin grand to send someone home, Katya? Yes, definitely. Thank you, me too. Definitely. Me I too. have to do it. It's, it's a competition. Thank you, That's me it. too. Give me a high five. But you know what? You guys are like high fiving stuff, but everybody feels different about it. Like, for me, no, it's not. Well, it's but not. we're here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I finish? Yeah. I'm so sorry. We're going to get this money afterwards. Let's be real. For me, I just couldn't. I, it's hard because I wouldn't want to be like, well, sorry, girl. You know what I mean? It's not about the cash tip, though. It's about the end of the finish line. Thank you. And I guess that's why we're all that's different. We all have different feelings about different things. And I guess that's that's how that is. I don't know. I feel like my words are getting twisted. Never mind. Speaking of that last phrase, Fifi sort of been online has been intimating that she's getting this unfair edit. She's revealed a few things. Daniel, though, what do you think of all this? I I don't know. I mean, good. It's <laughs> I don't know. That, I mean, I think this is kind of one of those things that it's like she said those things, but I don't know that 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 was the tipping point that made Roxy change her mind about doing a character. Uh I think the follow-up words from Alyssa were probably something, well, that's what they're supposed to sound like. It's like, they're supposed to sound like me. I'm me. You know, it's like, or some silliness like that. I don't think, you know. Do you think she's getting an unfair edit, though? I don't One know. One thing I, she revealed I, I mean, was that Roxy asked for her opinion. 
Yeah, I think I think she's definitely getting the villain edit, but I don't know that that's necessarily unfair. Mm-hmm. Taylor, what do you think? Uh, well, I, going back to what Roxy said last episode, ultimately she's saying these things, and you have to understand that if you're going to be on a show like this, they can they can take everything you say and make it look like you're having a great day, or make it look like you're having a horrible day, and ultimately, in, in giving her opinion. She, she left herself open to possibly being edited at, edited out to be the villain. You know, this is, this isn't her first time at the rodeo. Right. Or the snatch, I think the mo- or the snatch game. Or the snatch game. Right. I think that the more, this is probably a horrible thing to say, but the more offensive parts of that whole thing was Roxy's kind of man boob sitting on her stomach when she was in that real low cut Sophia dress. That's what I was focused on. I'm like, Oh God, please let her do something with her chest. Cause that's, if she's going to sit like upright, that was not going to be an attractive, as someone who has man boobs himself, I know there are certain angles that one does not sit at, and that was not an attractive look. But getting back to Fifi, because that's the more important part, we're seeing in the previews for this week's episode, she's still doing it. She's still, she was, she makes some comment to Ginger when they're getting ready to do the, the, the musical lumber or whatever. So it's, uh, whether or not she feels like she's being edited out to be the villain, then don't leave yourself open to that. Don't say shit that can be, to be led to look like you're, yeah, but at the same time, you, you know, signing up for a reality show, someone has to be the villain. Like they, they're, you know, editing tropes 101, right? There has to be a villain. There has to be some tension or else it's just, you know, oh, we all love each other. Oh, look at all us all loving each other. It's like, you know, this isn't RuPaul's best friend race, right? They, they've got to have some kind of, so it's like, you know, that at some point in time, you're going to get your, your comments are going to be played with the sinister music underneath them. So. But I mean, look, look at a perfect example of that. And we haven't necessarily, and again, we're two episodes in, but look at Ginger. Have they really done anything yet to where they've kind of played Ginger to where she's trying to manipulate people? And no, which you know what that tells me? That tells me that Fifi's going to make it further than Ginger because they're investing the time to make Fifi into a villain character. So that means she's got to make it, you know, at least halfway through the competition. Whereas, you know, why spend the time to be like, why spend the time to make Tatiana like the hero character or whatever if she's just going to get eliminated? This is like, we had some redemption of, of her last week, but now it's just kind of like, well, this week is her week to leave. It's like, well, but, but that goes against what you just said about Ginger. I mean, they did work to kind of give Tatiana a story last week. But they did, so but, that, but that story was because she won last week. She was one of the winners last week. I don't think that they gave her an arching, like, in other words, we've been getting story pieces about Fifi when Fifi neither placed in the top or the bottom, right? It's like Fifi, well, I guess she was in danger last week. She was in danger last week, but she was not in the bottom three this, this time. And yet we still had concentration on it. That's more like building an overarching story, like something. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm getting so far into the weeds and it's, it's, this, this is one of those things we need to sit down with graph paper. <laughs> mm-hmm. She had 17 seconds of camera time and, you know. No, it's been mentioned online that Ginger has been sort of missing from the show that they, that even like they only showed very little of her terrible Tammy Faye Baker. It was uh, terrible. My God, Tammy Faye Baker. You might as well just like, I don't even, I can't even think of a more irrelevant. Yeah, but that being said, well, I mean, but Mae West is relevant. Well, that's only Joe I mean, is the one to think is next level genius. So. No. <laughs> next level genius. It's it maybe up there with, um, uh, little Edie from, uh, Jinx's character as one of the greatest characters of all time on Snatch Game. But I mean, Tammy, Tammy Faye is one of those that she could have done so much with. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much material there she could have used and she just occasionally would start to cry. Like that was the only thing that she really seemed to do from what they showed. And it was, 
I, I, I know we've already moved on beyond that, but that, that's just sort of one of those. When I saw that, I didn't know who she was doing with the big hair until she sat down. They said Tammy Faye Baker, and I was sort of like, "What?" Yeah. Funny that a thirty-one-year-old is so familiar with Tammy Faye Baker. <laughs> a thirty-one-year-old Ginger is. According to the show. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because my response to that is I'm like, I'm not 31. I know Jamie (laughs) Nybecker. Neither is Ginger. Exactly. Do any of you believe that Ginger Minge is 31 years old? No. No. 41? I I would say 41. I would definitely think 41. I believe Daniel, your thoughts? I I think our new boyfriend is at least 21. All right, move along. Move along. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Well, now it's time for the runway looks. Oh, do I have music for that? I don't know. I think the bed's still there. <sighs> Where would it be? Out in the main directory? Oh, wait. No, this is the wrong place. So I have to go to the Google Drive to the wrong place. I'm so totally not editing this out either. Um, No, I don't have the... I don't have it. Well, okay. Well, we just do it sans music. What, what was the music that I... I can pull it up on YouTube real quick. It was what? the Sissy That Walk. Sissy that walk. Okay. Yeah, we had it on repeat. Oh, no, no, yeah. you know what you did? No, you know, you know, you could totally do what? it. You did a Sissy That Walk karaoke. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, it doesn't even matter if it's just her singing, too, right? Hold, please. Yeah, let's just do that. All right. Uh, we're going to take a look at the runway look. So if you'll open up your runway looks document. Our one sad screen capture of all of them. They don't know that. You don't have to spoil that. So let's uh, just start from the left-hand side of the screen there, and let's talk about Fifi O'Hara's look. Uh, Taylor Latte Boy, what say you? Toot or boot? Boot. Boot. Horrible. Show Horrible. a chance. I mean, look, I mean, look, I don't know anything about fashion, but it, it, it is funny that you just lazily just took a screenshot of the whole thing. <laughs> but but it's good here because you can see, look at her compared to every other person and how much they brought it, right? Yeah. And she's just like in a dumb swimsuit. Yeah, I agree. Boot. Boot. Uh, also a boot for all the reasons that Joe Batanz just said. Roxy uh, Andrews, uh, uh, Joe Batanz, Tudor boot. Toot, I think she looks fantastic. Taylor Latte Boy. Boot. I, I was, uh, yeah, I, I love the hair. She gets a toot for the hair, but a, I love when Roxy has the big hair, but the dress itself, I did not think was flattering on her at all. Wow. I know. I totally, I gave it a total toot. Uh, next, Alyssa Edwards, Taylor Latte Boy. I'm going to catch out for this boot. I did not like it at all. I, 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 the, the, the yellow and the pink. I liked it was very bubblicious realness from like the eighties, but then the weird black added to it, it was distracting. So now boot. Uh Joe the Batanz. God, I'm really torn. Did I just call yeah, you Joe one. the Batanz? I think I did. Yeah, Joe Batanz. That's, um, that's my Renaissance fair name. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I'm really, Juggler of mystery, Joe the Batanz. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go with because I'm you know what? because of her snatch game and because I'm on the fence, I'm gonna go with a toot. So I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt. Toot. A toot. Uh, I am going to agree with Taylor the Latte Boy. Uh, total, total boot. It's just, I don't, it's like her, her logo is that lipstick thing, right? Like, Alyssa. Oh, is that what that's all about? Yeah. That's just like self promotion kind of a thing. Next up, Katya. What say you, Joe Batance? Toot. Looks fantastic. Taylor the Latte Boy. I'm going to say toot. I like the originality of the shower cap slash swim cap. And I love that color combination, so. It is. Oh, uh, toot, toot, sorry, toot. Very Florida with the seafoam green and coral, but yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I also a, a total toot there. All right, next. Tatiana. Taylor. 
toot. I, I actually thought she looked really pretty. It's very Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I get it, but I thought that she was very, she was very passable. It was very fishy, and I thought she looked great. So, toot. Jump a chance. I actually agree with the judges on this one. I thought it was a little on the nose. I mean, she looks fantastic, but it was like, it's like, oh, you're going to do a latex challenge? This is the most basic, to use another term, look you can give. Boot. I gave it a toot. I liked it. Uh, well, Tatiana can do no wrong in your fucking book. No, that's not. <laughs> wow. Just trying to paint me. You need, you need help painting there, uh, Batansky? Trying to put me in these corners. Uh, Alaska Thunderfuck 5000. What say you, Joe Batansky? Believe it, I'm going to give it a boot. <gasps> Why? I don't know. Look, look. I remember liking it when I watched the show, but looking at it right here in this photo, I'm only judging it based on the photo. On the photo, it just looks super awkward. It was the hips. Again the, yeah. I, do you agree that it looks awkward? On the, I don't remember it that well from the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, because she has that Blade Runner kind of black band across her eyes, which is what elevated it. I thought that made it look uh, cooler. But anyway, so I mean, you, I know it, it was you know what? I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to stand by my boot, but I can see why I have to toot. I have to watch it again on the show. All right, Taylor. Oh, definite, definite toot. I loved this look. I do get the thing about the hips. Her, her plate, the padding placement was off, but it was very editorial, and I, I just thought she looked great. I agree, toot. Uh, Ginger Minge, Taylor Latte Boy. I'm going to give this a toot. I actually thought she looked probably the best that she's ever looked on the runway with this. I don't know if it's because she cinched or if it was the blonde hair that didn't have the the spray, oh, the, you know, but I don't know. Blood, but yeah. I thought she looked I thought she looked very pretty and you know g- good on her for a good big girl using like silver latex or white or whatever it was mm-hmm. and so she gets a she gets a toot. Chubba Tance. Toot. I'm gonna I'm so on the fence here because you could see I, I love the dress. I loved her wig. I loved her look. But the midsection where the padding was pulled up was doing a really weird kind of pillowing thing on the front where you could see the definite line of the foam, you know, the foam latex coming up. They made a really harsh vertical, excuse me, horizontal line across her midsection that was weird. And the padding on her ass as she walked, it was, it was, it didn't look like ass. It looked more like, oh, there's foam padding that's moving in a really weird way. But when she's standing still, a definite toot. So I'm kind of on the fence. I'll give her a reluctant toot for that. Uh, finally, detox. Joe Batanz. Iconic toot. It's fantastic. I love it. Taylor Latte Boy. It felt very Raja to me. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a toot. I, I, it's a toot with reservation. I think just when she came out, my thought, my only thing that ran through my head was the coon doesn't care what this danger is. The coon has to go and do it. It's like if Cartman did drag as the coon, that is the outfit that he would wear. That is definitely the coon in drag form. I give it a toot because it was awesome. Oh, that was good timing. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. It's almost as if I did this. Or, um, I don't think I, I don't know, guys. I'm feeling like we shouldn't be the ones judging fashion. Yeah, I agree with that. No one. I can't believe neither of you laughed at the coon. There is somebody out there right now that is like, oh my god, that is the funniest thing. That that looks like the coon. Well, I believe in alternate dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a solo show Friday. If you if if you got the coon reference and you thought it was funny, please send me an email. Thank you for the warning. Yeah, shut up. Yeah. 
<laughs> Moving on. On the main stage after the runway, RuPaul checked in to make sure the girls were in it to win it. Welcome, ladies. I want to remind you why we are all here. I invited you to All Stars because I believe you are the best of the best. With this invitation comes great responsibility. I've fought my entire life to not only grow my career, but to build something that could help launch others. Every week that you're here is another opportunity to build your brand and legacy. But there are no free passes, ladies. This is still a competition. And now I need to hear from you. Ladies, are you in it to win it? Yes. yes. Good. That's what I wanted to hear. Okay, Daniel J. Brewer, what did you think here? Was this producer Rue? Was this RuPaul the monster? Uh, you know, that's what Rue, that's what Rue calls that woman character. Wh- who was this? I, no, I think this was this was just show. This is just showmanship, right? This is like whatever. It's like of course they're all there to to in it to win it. It was clear that Adore didn't want to be there, and she left. I don't think anyone else is exhibiting any of those signs. And uh, this was more just to play for look. These things are filmed before they ever air, so they have no idea how they're going to go over in the public. They know Adora Delano is a hugely successful and very popular character. So there had to be some amount of fear from the production standpoint to say, we need to make a statement, you know, to make sure that no one else is going to, you know, like something or other just to try to downplay the fact that Adora left. Uh, you know, cause we don't know how that's going to hit the public. We don't know whether they're going to give up on the show because Adora left, right? At this point in time, they hadn't filmed anything, so they don't know. So I think it was just. Yeah, it was just uh, one of those speeches. Taylor the Latte Boy. I think it was RuPaul the producer. I think I, I think it, if you if you listen to that speech again, she could replace contestants with RuPaul. And I'm doing this to build you know my brand and my legacy. And I do that you know I'm doing this. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Don't. Yeah. F- are y'all in? Because. I'll shut this shit down now <laughs> if you're not. Don't fuck with me, boys. Oh, I should have had a sound. Should I have had a soundboard on that? Yeah. Yeah. Fellas. Where's Alyssa oh, when I'm you sorry. need her? Fellas, <laughs> not boys. Next, the judges gave their critiques. RuPaul placed Alaska and Katya in the top two while relegating Roxy, Tatiana, and Detox to the bottom three. First up, Roxy Andrews. Did a great job with it. So consistent all the way through. Yay. All right, up next, Roxy Andrews. Hey, this whole runway looked like when I first saw you come out. I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, it's maybe a little too, like, dead on and literal when you think of latex. But the way you put it all together made for a better outfit than just what this dress is. It was a bumpy snatch game for you. It was just like, oh, it just didn't feel like a yay kind of thing. Yeah. The thing about Alaska, she's funny, quick, snappy. There's a lot of little surprises that you get with Alaska that I didn't get from that performance. In the workroom, you said you were going to do Sofia Vergara, but you changed your mind. I changed because something told me I would have bombed Sofia like worse than I would have done Alaska. When you come into this competition, you already know that you're going to be doing Snatch Game, so maybe it would have been wise to really think about that before Mm -hmm. yesterday. Back in the workroom, Roxy spoke to Alaska and Katya. How are you doing? Um, I expected it. You did? Definitely not. I was one of the weaker legs, so. Whatever decision is made, it's not coming because of favoritism or anything like that. Just do what you feel is right. But congratulations. Thank you. I'll win this one second. Win it. 
Okay. Win it. I'm hoping we're going to stay true to what we said because I feel like the girl who got the harshest critiques was Tatiana. So if we're sticking through to our plan, I should be good to go. I just want to tell you, you know, I want to prove how much I'm a different person than I am from my season. Uh-huh. And I feel like my time is too short still. I know I am in the bottom and I felt like all I could do was my runway today. And it's not personal. It's just... We're all here. We're all professional drag queens with careers, and we can evaluate what's entertaining and what's not entertaining. It's 50-50. I could be going home. You never know how these girls are going to play the game, and I'm terrified. That was interesting. All right, I want to start with a quick question. Daniel. Yes. Did Roxy deserve to be in the bottom three? Yes. Taylor, did Roxy deserve to be in the bottom three? Yes. The correct answer is yes, Roxy (laughs) deserved to be in the bottom three. (laughs) Are you, are you like? Are you channeling uh, John McLaughlin now that he's right, dead, John or is it just like- yes. uh huh? <laughs> Wrong. Daniel J. Brumbo. What were your thoughts on Roxy Andrews? Uh you know, it, it was I. This is the first time that I'd really heard that clip off on its own like that, and I wish I knew what was going on with my cord. I'm going to replace this cord. Um, that has nothing to do with Roxy, though. I found it interesting that she said. Something along the lines of, if we stick to the plan, we're going to go with the one who had the harshest critiques from the judges, which means it almost feels like that missing segment in the workroom earlier was the challenge is equal to the runway, but then the judges' critiques tip it another way. So it's like you got to, you know, uh, I don't know, because I just felt like Roxy did the worst in the snatch game and her runway was good, but it wasn't the best. So it's like, to me, it's like, I don't understand why. But I think somewhere, I don't know if it's in the original clip I played, I think Alaska says she's going to take the judges' critiques in as well. It's very important. Yeah. Yeah. So, Taylor, what what say you about Roxy Andrews? Well, when she says I have a 50-50 chance of going home, isn't it 33-33-33? No, I think they had both decided at that point in time that detox was definitely not even going to. Oh, okay. Well, they didn't. In other words, I think it was kind of like, uh, what's her name? Like, it was kind of like a door last week, right? No, it was like, uh, last week, the, the two were like going like, oh, it's a 50 50 shot. Like, they had already eliminated the fact that, well, a door is not going to go. We know that. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, I don't know what I think. I don't know what I think with this. I, 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 the, the comment of win it, win it, it was seemed very, you know, it was. I understand you do have to do, but congratulations on winning. Now win this. Now win this. You know, that sort of thing. It was short of, you know, I'll suck your dick if you let me stay in the, in the game. Okay, very good. Next up, Tatiana. Up next, Tatiana. Tonight on the runway is kind of basic, but something you'd see in a Frederick's catalog or something. Okay. To me, it doesn't scream Tatiana in any way. Your look for Ariana Grande, uh-huh. spot on. So the characterization was there for me. I think where you lost it were the comebacks. There were moments where Rue totally set you up and you just had to like spike it back over the net and that didn't happen for yeah. me. I can't believe I just used a sports reference. <laughs> that has never happened. <laughs> Sorry. This means so much, and I fucked it up. Don't be sorry. Be fierce. Because you are an all-star. Thank you, Tatiana. Thank you. Thank you. Back in the workroom, Tatiana sat down with both Alaska and Katya. Hi, how are you? Um, not good. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you're in the bottom. 
I know that we're looking at this Alaska Talks-esque situation, but that was a long time ago, and I want you to know that whatever happens is not based on friends and family discounts or, you know, favoritism or anything like that. Yeah. She can say that all she wants to, but in the end, she's not going to send home her best friend here. So I just want you to know that. I trust it'll be a fair decision. I think you're stunning and really cool. Um, Sorry. Stupid. Go ahead. Why do you feel stupid, though? Because uh, I just feel like I didn't do my best. And something like this, you can't really fuck up. I There's actually need so this. Cute. I really want this. Right. You've been here and you've held your own. I just wanted to show more. Because there's so much more. And I hope that I get the opportunity. But if I don't, I get why. I love you a lot. Tell me why you should be America's Next Top Model. (laughs) I know you're feeling terrible. Yeah. I feel like, almost because I am from an earlier season, and I was so young that I do... I've been saying this whole time, like, I don't have to prove anything to anyone, but I kind of do. I thought I was on a good roll here last week, and there's so much more that I have that's, like, out of the box and different for Tatiana that I want the world to see, and I kind of need the world to see. This competition means so much to me. I don't want to go home. I'm not ready to go home. I can't go home right now. I knew coming in here that, like, everybody's going to be so good. That is just like, you don't know what the hell. From week to week, it's going to be a complete roller coaster. I don't want to make it, like, harder on you if you're feeling, like, towards one way or another. Mm-hmm. Don't think that, like, this is, like, no, no, no. to you. Bitch, I know you. I'd like no, to really not. Yeah, how I know you. Give me a hug. Taylor Latte, Bate, Bada Bing Bong. What say you? Did Tatiana <laughs> belong in the bottom three? Yes. Daniel Brewer, did Tatiana belong in the bottom three? No. The correct answer is yes. Tatiana no. belonged in the bottom oh, three. Oh, no, no. The Ariana Grande was bad. The Ariana Grande was, was not basic. bad. Oh, my God. It was not bad. The, her look was basic. She deserved to be in the bottom three. That being said, Taylor Latte Boy, give us your thoughts on Tatiana's placement in the bottom three. Well, okay. I want to say that I think the Alaska and her speech is Alaska pretty much saying, if I win, you're going home. And I'm just explaining to you now why, but I'm not explaining to you at the same time. I'm not telling you that you're going home, but you're going home. I want you to know, even though I'm voting you off, it doesn't have anything to do with Rolaska talks. Right. And I think you're great, and I think you're going to go far, (laughs) but you're not going to go far on the show. Because, bitch, you gone. And that, that, that was watching that. The first time I thought to myself, she's telling her she's voting her off. Yeah, that's why she was crying when Katya was talking to her. Yeah. Daniel J. Brewer, what say you? Uh, it's, uh, Beefy O'Hara should have been in the bottom three, not Tatiana. And We're not there yet. I'm just saying that Tatiana didn't deserve to be in the bottom three. So, But yeah, I mean, at that point in time, it was, it was a foregone conclusion. Next up, finally, Detox. Up next, Detox. Let's talk about um, this look right now, which I'm living for. It's like the epitome of like latex glamour. Unbelievable, like breathtaking when you walked out. It was just like an oil painting, like a perverted oil painting. <laughs> you just look phenomenal. You Thank you very much. And I just want to know, where did you put it? Oh, you know where it is. 
the Nancy Grace. At first, I was like, oh my God, Nancy Grace is from Staten Island? You're like, listen to me. In the beginning, it was a little Nancy Gross. You know, it wasn't really there yet, but you found your way. It wasn't the right voice, but it was kind of the right person. Um, so I'm going to give you a C on that. Back in the workroom, Detox sat down with Alaska. I wasn't expecting to see you in the bottom. Neither was I. But at the same time, I feel good enough that I wasn't the worst and I looked the best. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And it's crazy because it's like this, like, Rolaskatox. I know, I was just about to say that. Moment. Mm -hmm. But whatever decision is made, that's not going to be favoritism. Right. And I respect whatever decision it is that you come up with. Well, it's such a shame. I fucking hate you. Should I start packing now? (laughs) You probably should. Shall I send over the next clown? Yeah, sure. All right, Daniel J. Brewer, what say you? Did the detox belong in the bottom three? Mysterion doesn't put the coon in the bottom three. Yes, she belongs in the bottom three. Taylor Latte Boy, did detox belong in the bottom three? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. The correct answer is no. Detox did not belong <laughs> in the bottom three. She was she was okay in her snatch game. It wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't. Well, so it was wasn't, Ariana Grande. No, no. Detox was better than Ariana Grande. One. Two. But, but, look, but being better doesn't doesn't elevate. Wait, wait, wait. But being better than her doesn't elevate it to the point of. I think I think both Ariana Grande and Nancy Grace were okay. I don't think okay, were, either so one let, of them okay, were great. So Okay, so I, take that. I want, I want to change my answer. <laughs> I want to change my answer to Joe's. Joe, Joe sent me over to the other side. I'm going to say this. Let's, let's even say that Detox and Ariana Grande or Nancy Grace and Ariana Grande are the same. Great. But the look got, the look was fantastic. So now you have the runway. And three, the judges overall praised Detox's look. They were effusive about it and they weren't, they weren't so with Tatiana. Okay. Thank you. Um, who do you think Taylor should have been, uh, with, uh, Tatiana and Roxy in the bottom three? We already know <laughs> Daniel feels Fifi. I would say, I would say Fifi. I, I, I didn't, I'm not as familiar with, you know, my Aunt Gloria, like I said before, but, um, that character just wasn't, it, it was just a gross character and I, I wasn't necessarily a big fan of that. I didn't, I didn't get it. I don't want to get it. And I think she should have been in the bottom three. The correct answer is yes. It should have been Fifi O'Hara in the bottom three. Clearly was a production decision because they knew if they put Fifi in the bottom three, Fifi was going home. Yeah. And they were not ready to send Fifi home. There's a lot more story with Fifi. Um, yeah. Teresa Caputo seemed so contrived. It seemed like I've been working on this for four years for when I go on All Stars. I'm going to do this character and it's so written and so planned and all the bits were planned, which is fine. But. Uh, the look was terrible. This character was very mediocre. It's a random character to even do. Not super relatable. Didn't someone and, already do it also? No, I think you're talking about Pearl doing, doing Big Ann. Uh, but yeah. Wasn't, but wasn't someone going to do Teresa Caput? I know someone was going to do Long Island Psychic. I, I feel you kind of might be Pearl. right. There was someone yeah. going to do it, and then they changed their mind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on the bottom three? Daniel Brewer. No, I think the, you know, I've, I've spoken my, my, I have spoken the truth, which is the bottom three should have been Fifi, Detox, and Roxy. Okay, very well. Uh, Taylor the Latte Boy. No, no final thoughts on that. Okay, back on the main stage, Katya and Alaska went head to head in a lip sync for their legacies. Alaska emerged victorious and announced the name of the queen she had chosen to sashay away. Alaska, 
With great power comes great responsibility. Which queen have you chosen to get the chop? Like you've said many times, RuPaul's Drag Race is a microcosm of the real world. And in the real world, sometimes we have to make really difficult decisions. And tonight is one of those times. I've taken into consideration the performances in the Snatch Game and on the main stage. And I've most importantly taken the judges' critiques into consideration tonight. The queen that I have chosen is Tatiana. Tatiana. Yep. As it is written, so it shall be done. See me with them hands, girl. <laughs> Now, sashay away. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Back in the workroom, Tatiana said her goodbyes and received her special surprise message. The most disappointing part about being eliminated this early in the competition is definitely I don't have the ability to show everything that I have to offer. Not just in the way of clothing, but I have a lot more personality and talent that I didn't get the chance to feature. I would say to Rue, thank you so much for having me again. It was great seeing you and your... Uh... Ooh, girl! Tatiana, girl! All is not lost, so stay thirsty, girl, because you still have a chance to return for your revenge. Are you serious? <laughs> Wait, does this mean I get to come back? I can't. Okay, so Tatiana has found out about this Rue twist. Um, any stray thoughts about that? Any stray thoughts about the episode as a whole? Taylor the Latte Boy. Um, uh, okay, one thing about the elimination, I thought that that had to have been helped. There had to be some production help with that, that speech that Alaska did, because at one point when she said, she said something in the very beginning that you saw Roxy's face change, like where she thought she was safe. And she kind of had a, oh shit, where you saw her, she kind of shifted her weight a little bit like, fuck, that's me. So I think that that was, there was a lot of lead up for that, even though eventually it was Tatiana. I just, that was a thought that I had when I watched the episode. As far as a, a thought about this, whole episode as a whole, I can't help but wonder specifically with Adore and all of the love that Adore has gotten over the last year, just on, you know, Tumblr and social media and all that kind of stuff, knowing this was coming, what this must have been like for her. Because this is different than just going, being eliminated. This was, this was a decision on her part. And I wonder if there is some emotional stuff that she had to process through this with people being excited to see her that she would, when the announcement happened and all that kind of stuff that she was possibly going to possibly disappoint some of her fans by what she did. If what, what that did to her. Yeah. You should watch her Periscope that she got. She talks about that. Okay. I will. You can find it on YouTube. Just search for adore Periscope. Um, I'm sorry. I, I interrupted you though. No, that's okay. That was, that was pretty much my thought. Daniel J. Brewer. Yeah. What's the question? Joe Batanz. Do you have any stray thoughts on the episode? Uh, I don't, other than the fact that you can buy uh, the same parts available now on iTunes uh, from Tatiana. So, so make sure. Can you really? If, yeah, if you want to uh, pick up her spoken word uh, uh, extravaganza, the same parts, it uh, is available on iTunes. Well, good okay. for her. 
Well, that wraps up the episode. Daniel, I think it's your turn. We're going to go to uh, letters that require all of our attention. Yeah, and this is going to take me some time here to get through them, but I believe, here we go. I'm going to start with this one. Hi, I'm Sophia. Hi, Sophia. I live in Canada. Well, I'm not. I'm Daniel, but I'm reading what (laughs) Sophia wrote. Uh, (laughs) I live in Canada, eh? And I'm also a 16-year-old listener. I've been listening to your show since last season, but I've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race for two years now. I usually listen to the podcast while doing my homework or baking. I sometimes randomly start laughing and my family will look at me weird. (laughs) My question has nothing to do with All-Stars, but I've wanted to ask this for a while. I think for future seasons, in order to make them more interesting and to stop a season seven from ever happening again, they need to expand the talent by taking queens from other countries. In order for RuPaul's Drag Race, you need to be a, in order to be on RuPaul's Drag Race, you need to be a U.S. citizen, which stops so many talented queens from entering. I understand there are legal things and so on, but other competition reality shows seem to have people on from other countries. Do you think future seasons, it could be North America's next drag superstar? Thanks for making this podcast so I can procrastinate doing my homework. P.S. I'd really like all of you to give your opinion. Who should go first? Joe Batanz. Well, here's the thing. So a lot of it has to do, I think, with RuPaul. Uh, so to get a visa, to get a work visa into the U.S., because, um, like, for instance, um, as long as you have the visa, you're good to go. That's that's why um, Courtney Cor- Act was yeah. allowed to do it. Yep. You know? You have, she already had the entertainment work visa. And so I think it's a very expensive process. The, the show has a very small budget and I don't think they're going to put the budget towards that. Now, that being said, they've been, we should just call the show that being said. Now that we've <laughs> talked about that, um, uh, there have been, there have been internet, like for instance, they really want RuPaul to come to England. But as, as we've talked about before, RuPaul does not like doing this. She does the bare minimum she needs to do. So the thought of going to another country, I think she's considering England. Uh, they only want to do it if RuPaul is the host. Um, and so I think she's considering it. But, and, you know, if they did that, then I think it would be a lot easier uh, to bring international queens there. It just it depends on RuPaul whether she wants to go to another country and do uh, a version of Drag Race internationally. But it's hard to get them into the U.S. So that that's part of the thing where they said they, they would only do it if she was the host. So they would never have where Bianca would be the host or they would get a famous drag queen from over there to host. Because I know with Top Model – they have, you know, Australia's next top model and they have Germany's next, and they have, and they always seem to have somebody from that country or a different other supermodel. It's not always Tyra Banks. Right. But that's Let because they're, rephrase. but that's because they're selling the franchise. In this case, they're trying to sell them the, the pre-done package. They're- yeah. Let me rephrase. They really want RuPaul. I'm not saying they won't do it without her. They really want, they really want RuPaul. I yeah. think Jonathan Ross has the rights in England for RuPaul's drag race. Oh, there you go. Uh, okay. Great. Uh, Taylor, what are your thoughts? I think it's a great idea. Um, I know that towards the end of Top Models run, they did a Americans versus UK as far as the models go. But I also know that was towards the end of the run and they were kind of running out of ideas and it sort of looked like that at one point. So I'm not quite ready for them to change up the format too much just yet because I feel like once they start having to add the twist, that kind of reeks of, well, we've only got a couple more seasons left. It sort of it sort of becomes how many cousin Olivers can we throw into the mix to try to make things a little different. Here's my thought. You know what? I think it's I think they're laying the groundwork to do this because all right, what happens is is a, the reason that you need visas, right? Uh, other than a travel visa. So it's like in order to get a travel visa to come here is is super simple, right? You just show up and you basically like if, especially if you're from uh, you know 
Canada or from England or any of the NATO countries or just like any of our allies. We don't really keep you from coming and visiting us, right? Um, as long as you have a passport. It's where the, where the real, where the rubber meets the road, so to speak, is paying, right? I can't pay you to do something here without you having a work visa, right? I can't, uh, um, you're not, as a foreigner, you're not allowed to work in this country without going through the proper paperwork. It's much easier for really large companies to do this because they're multinational corporations. So they don't pay the British people from their American corporation. They pay them from their British corporation. And there's some internal billing stuff that goes on there. So I think moving, you know, having logo starting to simulcast it there is pushing it up the Viacom ladder. And Viacom is a multinational corporation. So it's like for Viacom to do this would be far less paperwork because they already have, you know, companies overseas that could handle that paperwork as opposed to, you know, World of Wonder, a very small production company here that has, you know, they would basically have to, you know, establish themselves as a an employer to, you know, to to actually get a work visa kind of a thing there. Have I, have I bored everyone sufficiently? I hope so. Yes. But I think I think by moving it to VH1, I think maybe they are moving in that direction, right? Viacom could certainly do this without it being a, a big deal. So, right? I mean, the Survivor happens in another country, so they don't have those those same kind of problems there. Uh, I, I would oh, go ahead. Sorry, I would love to see international versions of it. I, I think if you've ever watched, you know, the one that comes to mind is Project Runaway Canada was one that I've watched online, and that's fun only because it's just different enough. And in that particular situation, when that show was on, Iman was the host, and she was batshit crazy. So she was just fun to watch, just on a whole other level. But I think it would be, I think it would be cool to have, especially then, especially if they staggered them as far as if they logo showed in between seasons of of Drag Race, if they showed the UK one, or if they showed Australia's Drag Race or Canada's Drag Race, I I think it would. And then you could eventually have them where you almost had an international all-stars where they had some of the winners of previous other – just I think it would be a good idea in some cool. way. Thank you, Sophia. Uh, now get back to doing your homework. Stop listening. Go back and do your homework right now. You've got a test. You really should or bake us cookies. Yeah, or, or send us baked goods. Uh, hi, people. My name is hi. Evan, and I'm a first-time writer. I'm one of your proud 17 adult listeners. Sorry, Joe. I'm 25. Uh, and I'm far too old to be this emotionally responsive to a reality show. Outside of maybe Ben de la Creme, I've never had such a strong immediate reaction to a queen within the first two episodes. Between Adore and Tatiana, my faves are pretty much decimated, though my strategic picks may have been Katya, Tati, and Alaska. My brain is secure, but my heart is shattered. He's using big words. This is why we don't like adult listeners. They use big words. With all the personal bias in me, I feel like I'd like to have sent Detox home. She bombed this challenge on her season. Hasn't shown much value on this one outside of this runway. And you did Acid Betty 1.1. Tatiana had so much to prove and had put a great foot forward. All right, rant over. Here comes the questions. Number one, how prevalent do you think the Rolaskatox is going to be moving forward as an unofficial alliance? They're all strong in different areas, and if there's an unspoken truce, then it's the whole show right there. And Joe. Then, and yeah, Joe. Oh. Yeah, Joe, you I, can, I think, Joe, you can be our spokesperson. I trust that you will answer these how I would answer them. Go ahead. I think Alaska's done with Alaska Talks. And I think the reason they put Detox there was they realized Alaska Talks doesn't exist anymore. So they were like, well, we have Roxy here. We have Detox here. We don't know when Alaska's going to win again. So let's just throw it in now and, and bring up – so it can later on for a storyline – this Alaska talks can be a thing. I, I, I think they're trying to build it. The, the reason, I mean, look, the reason they had Coco Montrese on 
was there because there's so many other queens that, that were worthy of being there. They thought that they would get another Alyssa Coco feud going. So I think they wanted to sort of stir up shit with Alaska talks. It's not really working, but because um, Alaska just wants none of it. So I just think I think Alaska talks is they're trying to build it up, but it's not really a big deal anymore. At what point will Alaska talks be the final three or the bottom three? I don't know. Question. That's a good question. I don't know. With so many of my personal faves gone, who do you think is the next to go? There's a handful skating by, but they're still there. They're still here, and my ladies aren't. So, yeah. He's very upset that uh, 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 Tatiana and uh, Adora left. Anyway, go ahead. Well, yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, I, I can see. I'm disappointed also. Um, I, I think that Ginger's time is coming soon. I think that Ginger, both weeks, she's been safe. Um, she, as we'll talk about our fantasy football league in a little bit, she doesn't have any points at all. She's just kind of skating through. And as people are leaving on either side, I think that, that, that's where she, her, her time in the safe zone is quickly coming to an end. And like, we're not seeing a lot about her or anything, like you said. So I have a feeling that she may be the next one to go. I have a feeling, yeah, it would either be Ginger or, or Roxy. And I know that there's other alternate theories about Roxy, but I don't, I think if the, uh, revenge thing comes full circle and someone comes back in, the Roxy thing could still be right, even though she leaves earlier than what people think. Anyway, uh, it really just all depends on what, uh, Joe, any thoughts on who you think is next? I hope Fifi go? goes home next. Fifi goes I home. think Ginger is safe. It's an acting challenge next week. Okay. Number three, when do you think the revenge portion will come full circle? That's his last question, by the way. Okay. So. I I don't know that uh we don't know that it's a revenge thing. I think it could be a jury thing. I think someone made in the letters section last week a very valid argument that, you know, we're gonna get to a a point where we're low on queens are still in it, but they still need to vote out the queens, and so I think it's gonna switch over to a survivor thing where the jury votes out the bottom queen. Yeah, see I, I know that's your your theory. My theory is, you know, her exact words are you know, you'll have a chance to return for your revenge. So it's like to me, I feel like it'll probably be four, you know, four or five, about half of them. Once about half of them are there, that's probably when they Does she say that? Play it back. I don't think she says a chance to return for your revenge. The most disappointing part Wait, does this mean I get to Are you serious? Because you still have a chance to return for your revenge. Okay, but I think it could that could be mean so many different things. And they don't. I think a jury thing, while in some ways is a good is a good idea. I think that the jury thing has been done before in Survivor for literally the last fifteen years, and you also have to take into consideration that if it's a jury of them. That means that some of the people aren't going to get the revenge because if Roxy is the only one that voted off Coco, but then the jury decides that they're going to vote off yeah. Alaska, then technically Coco didn't get her revenge. She's just kind of got to say, well, she got to be outvoted again. So I think this is something where they kind of have to work to get the work their way back into the show so that they can possibly have a chance where she can go say that she wants. Wait, hold her. on. What if it is? Um, a competition, there's some sort of competition that they come up, they cook up, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the person who wins that competition gets to choose who goes home. Thus the revenge. It could be, but I think it's more, more than likely in my feeling. I know there's all kind of alternate theories out there based off of hearsay and in, in one or two sources, but in my mind, it, it makes the most sense that it's probably just one of these 
There'll be four, like, like they just did on Big Brother right now, right? And that, another Viacom company. It's just like, I think it's probably going to be four or five contestants. They do a big competition and then shock to all the other people. Someone's coming back. And who is it? And, you know, they will have done some kind of competition. So that's my, is also a great way to spend, you know, to get another episode into a season where you only had 10 queens, right? Was you have an entire episode of the challenge to come back in, right? And that's why, because there's nine episodes or something this yeah. season yeah. for this. Because I was thinking to myself, they're going to have an extra episode somewhere along the line. So that's why it, it would make sense to me that they would have all of them come back and do a like a lip sync, yeah. lip sync for your life sort of thing, where they they like a bracket system sort of thing. Uh, P.S. Hi, da- I'm going to go ahead and edit this. P.S. Hi, Taylor. Keep your head up. I work in mental health too, and I really love your contributions here. You work with some chatty Cathy's. So soak up your time in the sun. This is your moment. Thank you so much. PPS, hire me as an intern. I've got a lot to say, clearly. <laughs> I need I need to hire somebody. If you are licensed, do you no, no, the I state think, of Florida? No, no, uh, no. He wants to be an intern on the show. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought he because I, I need some, I, I'm hiring a new counselor and I'm looking for somebody right now. It's like, if you work in the state of Florida and you're licensed, girl, send me your resume. He lives in San Diego. I, we'll, we'll do Skype counseling. I don't know. Right. Uh, let's see. We got some other emails that I'm going to be reading on Friday's show, but let me just get to, uh, the other one that was group related here. Uh, and that comes to us from, uh, that one I can read on the show. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, if you stay in Florida, <laughs> it's called truncating. You talk about it every fucking episode. Hey guys, I wanted to give my perspective on the RuPaul's Drag Race recap to counterbalance some of the negative feedback you've recently received. This comes into us from, from Daniel. This comes to us from Musing Mark. I think Joe is right that this is a pod, if the podcast bothers you, just don't listen. Even if I like a podcaster personally, I may not care for their podcast and don't listen, but I certainly don't expect them to change their podcast to suit me. And I don't make a big deal about what I don't like about them or their show. Any podcast is what it is. It's my choice to listen to it or not. I agree with Joe that the hosts of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap have a really good chemistry and the show just works. The success of the show is also due to the efforts of all involved, but mainly Joe Batanz. I know from my own experience, he, I said that, not him. I know from my own experience that podcasting requires a lot of unpaid time and effort. I'm glad to have listened from the beginning and now see the growth of the listenership. Keep doing what you're doing, Musing Mark. Thank you, Musing Mark. Um, yeah, Joe, you pretty much, you know, did your soliloquy on, uh, with a, with a very dramatic Sashura in the middle of it. I thought that was great. Thank you. <laughs> It was very dramatic, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I feel like you you gave Taylor and I kind of the 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 villain edit there because we certainly thank did, you for bringing that up. I thought the yeah, same thing. It's like the, our our t- our takes on it were far more nuanced than well, we should were just ignore it. Yeah, we we weren't, weren't saying we you were, were you were you weren't accurate. I don't know that you were wrong, but you weren't. Okay, as, well then say what say what. No, all we were, go- were we were basically, my feeling was we would just read the story and I was like, well, you know, it's a free podcast. If you don't like it, don't listen. There's no, no harm, no foul. You know, they have a nice life. That doesn't mean I didn't want to like address it or like talk about it. Right. Taylor. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, <laughs> it just seemed very like that. That's uh, okay. Not- well, then you have the floor. Address it. I I feel like my words are being twisted and, and I, I just, I'm not going to talk anymore. Thank you, Fifi. <laughs> No, I, yeah, I think, you know, it's crazy, right? We're watching a show where they're eliminating queens and like, you know, criticizing queens every single week. So, yeah, we have criticism too. It's like, if, I don't but see how you can like the show and not like uh, our recap. And, and one, uh, 
Go ahead. Yeah, and go I, ahead. I think that if it was a show where the three of us all agreed that every single queen, where we were, yes, girl, slay, through every single thing, where it's pretty much the equivalent of listening to us jerk each other off for an hour and a half, nobody would want to listen to that. Yeah. Let's try it right now, actually. Let's try Let's it. jerk each other off? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no one's arms would reach. Anyway, um... <laughs> Uh, okay, let's, let's do a pretend one. Taylor, what do you think of Ginger Minja's outfit? Oh, God, amazing. Absolutely amazing. It was the best. Girl, slay! Daniel, what do you think? Wait, aren't we just now becoming the, the Raja recap show on YouTube this season? He can't. Excuse me, no shade. Yeah, that's, we'll call the show No Tea, No Shade. The RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race All Nice Podcast. No. RuPaul's best friend. I was just going to say RuPaul's uh, best friends race. That's totally what we should call it. All right. We have our final email here. It comes into us from uh, my future ex-husband, hashtag Tyler H, who says, hello. Oh, wait. Maybe I should have Joe read this in Tyler's voice, but it doesn't matter. No, uh, no, I think it'd be interesting if you discussed the situation with Alaska. I'm pretty sure Joe knows this, but not sure if Taylor and Daniel do. But Alaska's ex leaked the whole elimination order and spilled some tea. And so far, all of what he said has been true. If Alaska is in the top three and the ex's rumors continue to be accurate, do you think Alaska won't be allowed to win because technically she broke her non-disclosure contract? That is what Tyler is asking us. Uh, thank you very much, Tyler. Uh, Joe? Oh, uh, I think I talked about this on uh, my solo show, but, you know, there's rumors that um, – okay, so I do know about Alaska's ex-boyfriend. I've incorporated, In fact, we talked about it on the preview episode of uh, All Stars about Alaska's ex-boyfriends. A lot of it – actually – not totally accurate. Actually, Alaska's ex-boyfriend had, um, I think Fifi going home, uh, this last episode. Uh, so not totally accurate though. I think even in the predictions, there was like, well, some people might be switched around in the middle. He wasn't really sure. That being said, our phrase of the night, um, there was a rumor on Reddit last week that, um, th- that this was a plant that the Alaska's ex-boyfriend, um, leaking stuff was a plant by uh logo or world of wonder uh to drum up interest in the show and that they are using reddit as some sort of like guerrilla marketing to get the kit the fans really excited but that is not it's not it's it's, it's all planted by world of wonder and, they, they, and that they're starting to intentionally plant misinformation in reddit and use reddit to plant misinformation to get everyone worked up yeah, but I don't know if that's true. No, it's such a small percentage. It was like this is like the the whole thing with the Survivor sleuths and whatever. Nancy Drews exists in all of these shows, like and the Amazing Race. Like there's people that go around to airports during the time that they're actually filming the Amazing Race, just to see who shows up at the airport. Like they like stake out an airport for the entire weekend, like just to see if Amazing Race teams show up there so that they can report on who's there. That's the saddest story that's ever been told on this podcast. But yet there are entire subreddits dedicated to this. It's like, you oh. know, I mean, the, people do that. I mean, you know, people have all kinds of different fandoms and, you know, like what's the difference between going out and bird watching on the weekend or going to the airport and people watching, hoping to catch a glimpse of the amazing race teams. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm, you know, last week on the subreddit for RuPaul's Drag Race, someone figured out what hotel the queen stayed yeah, yeah. based on like, uh, the artwork from, um, what you pack in and a Bible. Yeah. Uh, they figured out what hotel. No, it was the Book of Mormon. Because the Book of Mormons are only yeah. in a certain hotel chain. Uh, put those in, you know, all the time. Pardon me. Put them in religiously. But, uh, yeah, so they figured out that it was, it was what some variant. Yeah, it was some variant of a Marriott and it was some variant of, uh, you know, and here there's only so many of them within the air, you know, the Burbank area and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
And the then, way they were wrong, as one pointed out, is um, it's actually filmed at Hollywood Center Studios, but that's not too far from Burbank, so it's right. it's it's a little bit of a drive. But it's uh, well, the speculation is that they move them so they don't keep putting them in the same hotel every season, right? So it's like so if someone does figure it out, that they won't like come back the next. But they had, they had figured it out down to the the artwork on the walls, like the the generic artwork on the walls matched this one hotel's website's interior shots of their rooms, and like the they figured out the Katya is actually in the handicap room. And, <laughs> It's like all of these really people go really crazy. Yeah, it? yeah, that that's that's a little creepy. So to answer Tyler's question, uh, 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 Taylor, do you think that Alaska won't be allowed to win because her boyfriend uh, or his ex, her ex boyfriend, spilled tea? No, I, I I think that I think that if there's enough things in there that are wrong, that I think it could be it would be it would be a genius for World of, World of Wonder. I almost said World of Warcraft. Yeah, World of Wonder to to do this guerrilla marketing thing. I mean, it's free publicity. I don't quite get the idea of we're going to release who everybody, the list of everybody that's going home to get everybody excited. And then as the list strays from what actually happens on the show, mm-hmm. I think I would think that would lose credibility, but I also don't understand the whole idea of spoilers for an entire season. I, I, I don't get why somebody would want to go and look for something like that. I would, yeah, I want to sit and I want to enjoy the show, right. but that's me. I agree. And there, I mean, some people do like to me, I don't, spoilers don't bother me because it's not, it doesn't tell me what happened in the episode. It doesn't tell me like the interactions between the queen and like, I watch it for the, the content, right? It's not necessarily the result. Um, but I, Tyler, I don't think so. I mean, I know that we make it into a big deal on the internet and Reddit makes it into a big deal, but it really is such a tiny fraction of their audience and it doesn't interfere with any of their monetization. It doesn't like, um, make the show lose any money. If anything, it, it, you know, it just generates more buzz and it's really not a, a, a huge violation. A violation of an NDA would really be like Alaska going on a national radio show and letting something slip, you know, uh, where they were promoting the show and, and was saying that this is like, you know, a secondhand source that's saying this. Um, I also think that, you know, it, it doesn't say, you know, he, she may have not even told him anything about this whole returning revenge thing, right? Because, uh, you know, maybe she decided to keep something secret, whatever. It's like, I don't know. It's, just, it's somebody's ex that's just blabbing about some stuff that he thinks he knows. And yeah, he's right so far, kinda. He, he didn't know exactly when Tatiana was going to leave. He's like, oh, she leaves seventh or eighth. Like, well, yes, yeah, she left eighth, but nothing about, you know, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't think I don't think they're going to punish Alaska for this. It's, it's just that's not how that works. They they, they would they would find her. They would in, 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 yeah. What? What? What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at Joe. I don't know which I mean, is- because it's not ending. It's like so. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know Alaska. So to wrap it up, I think she's fine. But yeah, because, yeah, exactly. yeah, okay, fine, fine. I'm done. Uh, do we have any Facebook messages or Twitter things that need to be covered? Not that I know of. I mean, we have people that have written in on our Facebook page, and I will definitely go through them on the solo show on Yeah, Friday. that's solo show stuff. Uh, but yes, thank you for everyone who wrote in. Also, there are some other people that sent us emails this week. You will hear those on the Friday show. So Bryce and uh, S.W. Starling and uh, B.C. French and uh, Evan uh, with your second one and Jordan Darling, all of you folks, we'll, we'll talk to you on Friday. My God, I'm just babbling the fuck on. Go ahead. What's the next on our list? response contest? Daniel, who won the listener I response easily contest? and handily won that contest because Seder, uh, listened to the show like literally two hours after it posted and sent an email within that first, you know, 15 minutes of hearing his name. Okay. So Jamar 84 was the first winner. 
And now, uh, uh, Scott the Seder is the second one. Daniel, who is your pick for this week? You were the winner. <sighs> I am, I'm assuming that once they win, we can't repick them. Yes. That just seems to be fair. So, uh, this week, I'm gonna go with, uh, oh, uh, 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 the, oh, shoot, I gotta find his, his, I know his Facebook name, but I need to find out what he, what he wrote in with name. John B. I think, I think John B is going to, to win it for me. Alright, so John B is what you have. Taylor, who do you have? Sarah U. Oh, you're gonna stick with I'm, Sarah I'm U. I'm sticking with Sarah. I'm sticking with Sarah. She's I'm gonna torn, do me right. I'm gonna torn between hashtag Tyler H and Jordan Darling. You know, I'm gonna go with Jordan Darling. Jordan? Jordan, darling. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now it's time for the Fantasy League update. Taylor, why don't you give us an update? Uh, right now there is uh, – actually, you know what? Is I started – said it was a lead, a big lead, but it's actually not as big as I thought. Uh-huh. Um, you know, if I've had a dime for every time I heard that. Right. Uh, I'm going to say that Team Blue, which is who's who had Alaska Detox, Ginger, Roxy, and Tatiana? Joe. 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 Joe is definitely in the lead. Joe, Joe is very far in the lead because Alaska is up to eight points this week. Detox is at one point. Ginger Minge still zero points. Uh, Roxy is at six and Tatiana is one. So you figure one plus eight is nine. 16. So thank you. Very, very, thank you. And we have, uh, Adore Delano is at one point. Um, Coco Montrese is still at negative one point. Katya is at two points and Fifi O'Hara is at one point. So but you didn't think- I lose some points for Tatiana? Yeah. She got eliminated. Yeah. But she had two points last week because she was in the top two. So two oh. plus one minus two oh, equals know. one. Oh, I feel like I'm in clue. Two plus one plus two plus one. Mm-hmm. Plus one plus two plus mm-hmm. two plus one. All the 16 year olds are just loving that reference. <laughs> I love that movie. Shut up. A lot of gays do love that movie. Why do you think the gays love Clue so much? Because it's campy. It's okay. That was my answer. I don't know what else. There's no answer. Okay, so now we have a new a new challenge. Now, unfortunately, I didn't have time to record a. I will do a proper. Uh, I want everyone to know Daniel and Taylor have no idea what's going to happen right now. I. You know what? It's like uh, you might as well be going like ooh. Girl, you it's like, yeah, we don't know. We we have no yeah. idea what's Ooh, going on. Here. Girl. Mm-hmm. You don't know on hand. Um, okay. I have a new challenge. Uh-huh. We can't do lip syncs for our life on this show because yes. it's an audio medium. Correct. Right? Correct. So what we're gonna do I I have to re- I have to record, I found the bed for it, where it's mm-hmm. gonna be mean like, you know, two queens stand before me. Mm-hmm. The time has come for you to talk up. For your life. And what we'll do is we'll give you a song, and then you have to be like a radio DJ and talk it up before the song hits. Now, I've done a sample. Oh, Daniel, why don't you play the sample? Here comes the sample of whatever the hell he's talking about. Good morning, everybody. It's going to be a hot one today. going to be in the hundreds. Wouldn't want you to. No, no need to freak out, man. Just make sure and wear that sunscreen or you'll... Joe Batan on K R D R. Sorry, K Daniel. K what? Uh, oh, it's K R D R. Oh, K R D R. Okay. Yes. Now, Daniel, you have radio experience. I do. I have the bed there. I'm going to make you go first because you. <laughs> is this a, is this the same song? It's the same song. All right. All right. Here we go. Oh. 
89 degrees right now in Los Angeles. Uh, you're, wait, 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 hold on a second. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Stop, well, stop, stop, no, no stop. I have no, no, stop. I'll tell you what, it's 13 seconds. All right. I kind of like prepare for this. I'm cutting that out. Okay. You are not cutting that out. I'm cutting that out. No, I, that you are n- no, not no, cutting no, that I, out. I am cutting that out. Here we go, here we go. Let's start this. I can't do it because it's just like I just want to do the Joe Potato. Like, good morning, everybody. Go ahead. No down the, do uh, there, I failed. Okay, <laughs> it's up for now, Taylor Latte Boy. It's up to you. All right, give me a second. Give me a second. All right, <sighs> ready? All right. Good evening, everybody. It's Taylor the Latte at KRDR. It is 107 degrees here in Florida, and I have ball sweat like you wouldn't believe. We're looking forward to Joe Batanz on Sirius XM 105 this week. Be sure to listen at 1 o'clock on Friday, or 12, or whatever. Cheek. <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. Okay, so now here's what's going to happen. Audience, you get to vote. Tweet oh. us at uh, Drag Race Recap, or email us at... Cheers, uh, God. What is it? Drag Race Weekend? We know the Taylor one. I, I failed. Well, do you want to try again? No. <laughs> Let me have one. Oh, my God. Let me have at least one thing. That's true. Okay. Well, Which guarantees know. that everybody will now vote for him. Just to... <laughs> <sighs> All right. So how, how are they voting, Batanz? What's the uh, hour? Well, just the... listen to the cl- any way you get a hold of us on Facebook, on Twitter, or email. We're going to read that at the end, which is coming up. Now, before we do that... um. Uh, Daniel, do you want to talk about our new show that premieres this Friday? It does. Uh, this Friday with my co-host from Dubious Intent, Adam Burns. It will be Joe Batanz, Adam Burns, and myself. Uh, I won't say reviewing because it could end up being lambasting, but it doesn't matter. We're going to be reviewing the new Prince of Persia, whatever the fuck they think it's called. What's it called? <laughs> Finding Prince Charming. Finding Prussia on a map. Uh, no, we're going to do the, the Finding Prince. Let me tell you right now. This show looks so Damn, it looks so bad. It does. It, that's, there's a reason why Taylor's not part of it. It looks yeah. so bad, but we're going to do it anyway. We're going to re- we're going to review Finding Prince Charming. Uh, we're going to put it in the this feed, so it'll be in the RDRR feed. Yeah, and and by the way, we're going to be hate fucking this show. <laughs> and so, just so you know, we could also eliminate the show at any time. We've the, one of the well, no, we we are contractually obligated to do two episodes. That's true. We are contractually obligated by PickPete.com to do two episodes of this show. <laughs> but the like the second, I'm going to do as much work for this as I do for RuPaul's Drag Race. I will probably be so miserable by the time we get to air with this show. But this show looks so god awful. It's 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 good. It's bringing back gay rights by like 20 years, I think. So uh, if you want to hate this show with us, listen, download. Oh, it's going to be on this feed. So listen yes. to Finding Prince Charming with myself, Daniel Brewer, and Adam Burns. Yes. Uh, and, and by the way, same thing. You can go to pickpeat.com. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pick your people. Correct. And they're they're holding that open until the 22nd of December, December uh, September, September before they, they do that one. By the way, have we gone to see what the uh, – has? have they started posting their RuPaul Drag Race uh, recap chat over at pickpeat.com? I feel like oh, I could do that. Yeah. 
I feel, and then assign points because now it's closed. So now they should be starting to be assigning points. I'm just going to take a look at it real quick. Don't worry. I will, yeah, they have. All right. So they've already started posting recaps over there for the RuPaul's Drag Race. So if you've got a team over on Pick Pete for, uh, uh, RuPaul, make sure that you go and check your points and see, uh, how you're doing over there. Check your points, girl. But I will cover that on the Friday show. Uh, so there you go. Wow. All Kati right. Kati is on the lead with 26 points. Well, that concludes this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. I want to thank my co-hosts, Daniel Brewer and Taylor the Latte Boy. Follow us on Twitter at Drag Race Recap. Friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Drag Race Recap. And make sure to visit our website at DragRaceRecap.com, where you can find all of our contact information, leave us a comment, and find all of our old episodes. So, until next week, for Daniel Brewer, Taylor the Latte Boy, and myself, sashay away until next week. <sighs> I'm gonna really hate making this phone call. Hi, it's Joe Batance from RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Look, one of us isn't cutting it. What would you say if I asked you to join the show? This show is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out other great podcasts at pride48.com slash shows.